and we are live hey concrete hey danny girl what's going on with ya hey y'all girl nothing what's going on honey oh happy wednesday it has been a busy freaking week child who you telling child who are you telling what child? Uh, I don't know between being a slave at home or being a slave at work, child. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> a slave to the white man or a slave to the black man. Like, you so are. Either, either, either way you slice it. Either way you slice it, baby. baby. You either way. Just slaving. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mr. Curlin, I want to talk. Oh, shit. I'm about to get in trouble. <laughs> what you up to, honey? Oh, we, um, I've had such a busy week, but I had a fun, um, weekend, like last week, the end of my week last week, I went out of town, did an early little birthday celebration with my family. So that was really, really, really fun. I'm still on a little bit of a high from that. It was really fun. We went to Nola Baby and, um, ate good and, you know, walked around the French Quarter, the River Walk, did a little bit of shopping. And, oh, wait know, a minute, child. I got a good question. What? Was they throwing bees at your job? Girl, what I look like? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, they do that at specific <laughs> times, really. There was, I didn't see anybody throwing any kind of bees at oh. all whatsoever. Oh, okay. Because, child, I knew they would do something at you. Um, I don't think my husband would have appreciated that at all. He, he, I don't know if he would have appreciated that. Oh, okay. um, so there was no bead throwing, none of that at all. No, no bead throwing. We would have better been better off throwing axes instead of beads, baby, because he wasn't gonna have that. Mm -hmm. But um, we did have a good time, and um, you know what? What, what I found interesting that um. Is like we were talking, we were discussing when we went to dinner one night in Nola. First off, the one thing I can say about Nola, like the, all the restaurants, just be ridiculously packed out, and yes. like un that's the one thing I don't like. And unlike like Atlanta, like a lot of the restaurants don't take reservations, so you just waiting and waiting and hoping yep. that you can get in because you can't, you know, make reservations in advance. But the other thing that I found to be very interesting, baby, they do a lot of, um, a lot of, um, hoodoo down there. Yeah, girl. Oh, you, girl, ain't like the, every, you ain't get the bones thrown for you, girl. No, every store we went into, I don't care where we was at, baby, they got the little dolls and, um, I was getting, um, you know, souvenirs for family and stuff. And I was like, I gotta be careful what I pick up. Cause so much of that stuff is um very much like like a lot of the dolls and a lot of the a lot of the little knickknacks um are very um voodoo based and so i was like I be very girl like, a lot of it it was kind of eerie you got to put the voodoo on it, girl. It is just not. I know. It's nothing necessarily to be scared of. Yeah. Like, I'm not scared of the ancestors. I'm not scared of spirituality. I'm not scared of spirits or anything like that. It's just kind of interesting how much of it is part of it. Like, it's it's very much a part of their culture. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I think now there's been, I don't necessarily know if there's been a debate, but I was actually looking at something yesterday that talked about the difference between like hoodoo and voodoo right mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying that um, hoodoo is an African-American practice and they practice voodoo or it's Baldoon um, and um, shit. I, t- I forgot the name of the doggone place. Oh, my bad, y'all. Um, but they were talking about the differences. And so like with hoodoo, um, hoodoo and root work are very, very mm-hmm. similarly related. And so um, when y'all, when you practice with herbs and root, um, roots, <laughs> root roots, uh, you practice with roots and stuff, you know, that's an African-American practice, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, let me ask you a question, girl. Have you what? ever practiced anything? No, I've never practiced, but I firmly believe in, um, you know, I firmly believe in spirituality, spiritual connections and Vodun. Um, the thing is, I grew up in, you know, with steeped in Christianity. So we were taught that all of that was some who shot John and it was all bad. It was all wicked. It was all evil because we have bought into the white man's notion of Christianity, mm-hmm. not knowing. And I didn't really realize. I mean, I think I started to when I started to come into awareness and consciousness, I kind of started to slowly realize that everything I was taught was a farce, but and in, up into including everything I was taught about other religions. But really and truly, I started to really learn about how much so when I met my husband, he is very well versed in other religions. I mean, from everything from chemitology to, um, you know, uh, you know, of course he was a Muslim to, you know, the Hebrew faith to, um, I mean, he, he is very interested in, you know, different faiths and different sects. And so, you know, Buddhism, like he, he studies it just because he's interested in it. And so he was the one who taught me more about a lot of our ancient religions and that Vodun is, an, is a religion. And it's that, and it's not like witchcraft, like we were craft, like we were taught to believe. And it's not, you know, um, you know, it, all the negative connotations associated with it are things that were made up um, in order to keep us from, you know, um, looking into it and from exploring it further. So I do believe in it. Um, I believe that there's a lot of power there. I don't know a whole lot about it, but from what I know of it, um, I don't think that there's anything to fear there. And I'm very intrigued by it. Um, I just don't believe in messing around with things that I'm not well versed in, because I do think that when you play around with something that you don't know about, that you can be conjuring up something that you might not intend to conjure up. Ooh, very, very true. Um, you know, a lot of Christianity and a lot of things in the Bible is uh it's interesting because you know they'll demonize uh voodoo hoodoo um and anything african but that's african African origin too it's not hispanic that it has an african origin santeria is africa too african right and they'll demonize um everything that we do or i'm not gonna say we but black people and uh still uphold christianity like Oh, uh, you're drinking the blood of Jesus. That's a form of child <laughs> eating his body with the crackers. It's a form of 
um, mm. praying, you know, and I, I think when it comes down to different cultures, everybody has a way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's just crazy how everything that we do is, uh, often demonized. So you're right. Yeah, it's very interesting though. Um, like, but yeah, you should have uh, had your balls all up rare, in these shops. I said, Danny would be all up in these shops seeing the lady and everything. <laughs> Girl, you know, I have to, I, uh, baby, I keeps me a spiritual, my spiritual, me, but like me and my though. spiritual advisor have, mm -hmm. it's like my mom actually told him to get into it. And I think okay. he had a natural knack for it, but, oh. um, it's like my mom left me people and oh how it's it's been a dope experience with them because like i said they took care of me like a newborn baby when uh, my mom passed so i love that yeah and it's just been you, dope i've always i told you my grandmother had a gift but she stopped practicing because something very bad happened once she um when she had a vision and, and told it to someone and it resulted in something very bad happening so i've always believed in gifts and things of that nature and you know i've always mm -hmm. been a believer in you know spirituality and gifts and, and, and our power but um I, I just like the more i learn the more intrigued i am the more fascinated i am and i'm like oh my gosh this is so interesting it's like it's something untapped that i'm like oh you know we need to learn more about it so yeah it's, it's very interesting Yes, yes, yes. Well, girl, what else has been going on, Shia? Um, I, aside from that, like, like I said, a little, little vacation. It was like a nice little getaway, um, and you know, much needed. And I've been back and busy, child, at work, getting ready for the upcoming holiday weekend and the little um, birthday celebration. And that's pretty much it. But what's been going on um, in your neck of the woods? Girl, Solomon is getting ready to graduate and oh. I'm super excited for him. And um, girl, all these children about to be out my house. And so me and Mr. Curly gonna be outside. And I'm okay. really excited about that. Mm, you already okay. know. It's gonna zoom. Um, we got a couple home improvement projects planned. Nothing too big, but uh I'm just hella excited that. <laughs> about to be outside girl i've been missing okay, it okay okay mm -hmm. um love to see it and um I, this is the first i can't stand kick clouds um this is the first summer i think since owning our house this is our third summer that i don't think we have any real home improvement like i want to finish my backyard but we don't have any immediate plans for it mm -hmm. so um that's kind of halted for the time being um, I have a couple vacations coming up, um, a couple things planned, like with the girls and like for the holidays and stuff like that. But aside from that, no like big projects or anything like that. Just, just, just chilling. And I'm okay with that. I okay. Okay, okay. But, um, child, it's been some things going on in the streets and I wanted to see if you want to chat about them very briefly for a hot second. Yeah, girl. Well, first of all, oh, okay. I definitely have to say rest in peace to my girl, honey. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Tina Turner um, has passed away, girl, and yeah. I am super sad. Um, me and Tina Turner share a birthday. So, oh. yeah, girl. Um, and Tina is gone, honey. So I was kind of sad about that because, yeah. you know, you kind of grew up off of Tina Turner, honey, and mm -hmm. proud me. I can still remember when I first heard Proud Mary. So, 
just wanted to send a special rest in peace to her. Definitely. And they said four celebrities died today. Oh. So not today. I think they mean this week. Her- Her- yeah, they talking about not, not, th- not that one all today. Yeah. That's been within like the past week, week and a half. Yeah, that's sad though. But rest in peace to all of those people. Definitely. Harry Belafonte, Jim. No, Brown. he said today. Well, well Kick Clouds, tell us the hell. That didn't happen today. I've been seeing that Jim Brown. Been no, it, wait, 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 wait. It wasn't, uh, Kit Clouds didn't say Harry Belafonte. That was Eugene Steele that was mentioning those people. Kit Clouds mm-hmm. is saying people passed away, but ain't putting nobody name in the chat. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, yeah. I don't know about any other celebrities that passed away, but the people that you that you highlighted that Eugene were talking about passed away like earlier in the week or, or mm-hmm. you know, like last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely rest in peace, uh, you know, um, definitely. Thanks, you. I didn't know that um, Tina Turner was almost 90. She was looking good from last I remember. Um, I haven't seen her, like, pictures, like, recent pictures of her, but, um, you know, she, she was 83 looking. years old. Yeah, looking yeah. beautiful. So, you know, that's definitely lived a long, fulfilled life. So definitely rest in peace to her, child. So um, I got a little bit of tea that I wanted to spill, child, real real quick. Uh Oh, did you see that Black Lives Matter might have to file freaking bankruptcy, child? Girl, I did see that, and I was like, I don't even understand how they broke when they cool with the LGBTQ, because you know that's where the money at. And so I'm like, why? It didn't even make sense. I'm like almost at a loss for words, like seriously, because so what? um, Okay. Uh, Thank you, Kit Clouds, for the clarity. I was not aware. So thank you for clarifying that. But um, in regards to the Black Lives Matter, you know, so organization, um, what I was reading up and it stated that Black Lives Matter, not 2022, but 2021, they took in $77 million. So two years ago, they took in $77 million. Reported assets of $40 million, which was still the, you know, $37 million. But nonetheless, um, last year, 2022, they took in $9.8 million in donations. And they reported assets of $30 million. So donations are way down. And it's likely because all of the scandal that's associated with the organization. But like, what y'all doing with that money? Girl, balling on y'all punk ass. That's what they doing with the money. (laughs) Balling. Shit. Hanging out at hookah hookah bars. Buying a bar out. New houses. Make it make sense because you hiring your baby daddy, your brother, your cousin, them, Pookie, them, Rory, baby, the um, American way. Like, I mean, and the money just gone like that. Like, girl, y'all ain't you about bankruptcy, don't mean the money gone, child. Mm. I mean, they better have a plan B because if the donations was down to 9.8 in 2022, by this rate, y'all might only take in a few hundred thousand. In 2023, child, an organization might be gone in 2023. I don't, I don't see it lasting. I don't think it's like one of those things, you know, like 
it was a thing once upon a time, but when it comes down to um, black men being killed in the streets, I think that society is damn near becoming desensitized to that um, because you're seeing it every other day, every other week. Um, black men getting killed by the hands of police, school shooting, hands of police, black men, school shoot. So we're becoming so desensitized to everything. Um, it's not necessarily going to be a thing because it's, it's, for one, it's too much to keep up with. Um, especially since you have so many, they're not going to do anything to change, uh, standing operating procedures as it pertains mm -hmm. to the police department so this is what you're gonna see and i don't think that um it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore and that's what that's what's uh messed up about it well i can say that you know because of the publicity around Black Lives Matter, the movement, not the organization, because they are two different things. And our people don't make that distinction. Mm -hmm. The movement that 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 resulted from um, black men being black, the lives of black men being taken unjustly, um, that there was some police reform policies that were enacted. However, I don't see Black Lives Matter, the organization, they don't even seem to have such a heavy presence anymore. Like nope. I didn't I have I didn't hear them about hear about them when Jordan Neely just passed away. Like I, you know, the last couple incidents where a black life was taken unjustly, you ain't heard nothing about no BLM. Nope. No. And I like I said um when the organization got caught with its pants down then you know it's like don't want to bring bring any publicity to it but the crazy thing to me of course we're going to demonize a black organization when um some of these white organizations they are seeing percentage of pennies donated percent like small percentages of, of a of a penny of a dollar um, but if we look at Black Lives Matters organization um, and the things that they had changed, like, I think they did good at the beginning. And, you know, they were more um, uh, public facing. But now that they've had their quote unquote scandal, um, you know, this like, for what? And yeah. can't say that I don't understand it. I, I can't say I don't get I get it. Mm-hmm. I just found that to be interesting. So, child, I had to highlight it because, baby, they stay entangled in an entanglement, child. And I'm like, make it. Make yeah, sense. but do you think you're being, do, well, I don't even, you haven't really said how you feel about it. But I'm like, uh, we've seen white organizations do this shit time and time and time again. And people still donate. Ain't nobody got no problem with it. Well, uh, we have seen, you know, or white organizations, um, we have seen white organizations be called to the carpet regarding their, um, regarding the breakdown of their spending as well. Um, I think the issue was that this was a very new organization and it seems like what's from what's being reported, allegedly, 
that um, from the inception of the organization, there was a lot of shady things going on. And from my under, from, in my opinion, what, you know, in my, my humble opinion, what I believe is that uh, it was too much too soon. And without having some sort of um, financial advisor, without having some sort of corporation um, aiding them in, um, in allocating allocation of funds and, 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 um, you know, auditing their internal auditing department to make sure that funds were being spent appropriately and looking over how they were appropriating funds, especially because it's such a controversial organization and it was such a controversial movement surrounding the organization. They should have known that this was coming. And then it's a 501c3, so your records are public. Like there should have been uh, uh, some sort of, some sort of, um belief that they they gonna come for us like they gonna come for our next they're gonna find a way to request an accounting of our our um transactions and how the this money is being spent so i just think it was too much too soon is what i believe and you know i just find it all very interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyways child we got a little bit more juiciness to cover you ready mm-hmm so the very first thing I wanted to talk about, I want to play a video for you and then we'll discuss. No, I want you to focus. I want you to focus. All, all my life, you're not doing shit. Stop playing, you're not doing shit. So what do you want to do? What you want to do? You see. You see. No, do it. Nigga, beat my ass. Beat my motherfucker. Go ahead, beat my ass right now. Go ahead. Listen, go ahead. Beat my ass. Ricky. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. You want to break the other one? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, break the other one. You want to do that? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. But go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. You don't give a fuck? I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And then, and, no, no. No, no, Ricky. Ricky, beat my ass. I'm begging you to beat my ass. Young ass nigga, beat my ass today. No, 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 no. Beat my, you want to beat my, Ricky, I'm standing right here and I haven't moved. Beat my motherfucking ass in this house. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, no, no. You want to fucking. No. Beat. I'm here. Don't tell me to come nowhere. Fuck out of here. You're not doing shit. Don't tell me to come. No. Don't tell me. No, nigga. Nigga, come beat my ass. Come beat my ass right now. Beat my motherfucking ass. I want you to. Listen. Come here. You come here. You. So yeah, that was just um, part of a clip from a video um, that you sent me right after I had just seen it actually earlier. And it seems to be a mother and son. And um, there seems to be an interaction between the two where he seems to be pretty wild up. And the allegation is that it stemmed from her not letting him go outside. And as you can see, it um, he became pretty hostile, damaging property, and 
um, whatnot. And I wanted to start off just by getting your overall take on the situation. And I guess we can go from there. Well, I think the situation is hella, hella, hella unfortunate. Um, but it was nice to see the father video uh, taping the incident and letting the mom be in charge and everything. And it looks like this boy came from a two parent household oh. and it looks like they were doing gentle parenting. Oh, and really? so, um, you know, they was like, no, Ricky. And, you know, it looked like they were doing gentle parenting and it looked like everything was working out. It mm. looks like Ricky is a straight A student. Mm. Um, no incidences. Um, you know, he just had a little bit too much candy. And so, <laughs> Um, that's what it seemed <laughs> like to me. And I'm bullshitting all right. the way. Um, right. first of all, let me get on the mama. Mm -hmm. So when they talk about provoking your children, mm -hmm. provoking your children, mm -hmm. you sitting there talking to him like he is a nigga out in the street mm -hmm. versus somebody that you actually carried for nine months and bored. Yep. Then number two, we know there's no father in the home because fathers enforce order. Mm. A, a lot of times uh, when you see people or, or yeah, especially when you see boys that come from two parent households, there is no level of disrespect like this that's happening on a daily basis. It's just not going to happen um, because men, men restore order and men uh, provide structure. Then um, with him doing that and she's sitting there yelling, it's apparent that he's having some type of mental breakdown, but that could have been a dangerous situation for everybody involved. Meaning mm -hmm. if your son is sitting there slamming shit, throwing shit around and you sitting there talking shit to him like a dumb bitch, then if he had turned around and charged at you and whooped your ass and killed you, Nobody would have anything to fucking say. So I, I thought the situation was, it was, it's horrifying to watch, especially mm -hmm. as a woman with a, a son. Um, It was just horrifying to watch, but to sit, sit there and see her just going off and yelling and whatever, whatever, baby, you should have been calling somebody's mental hospital. Hell, you should have called the police um, yeah. because that really could have been a dangerous situation. Then, mm -hmm. then too, um, when these kids are starting to go off like this, because this is starting to happen more and more and more when they're starting to go off like this, then I, you, cause we, when we get off into this topic, honey, I was, I was like, I was hoping you was going to segue this into that top, but it's all good. Um, when you have women that are anti-marriage, um, mm -hmm. really anti-relationship, but still want to be mothers this is the type of fucking results you come up with. This is the type of shit that's happening. Um, because you have, we having kids, but we don't know how to raise them. We don't want to listen to anybody. And when you end up with results like this, then everybody wants the community to come in and chip in and help mm -hmm. out. And, you know, uh, it takes a village, but she, she is clearly lost control and it, it's sad. It, it's really sad. What are you, what are your thoughts? Um, 
I feel like the mother was absolutely provoking him. I think that from what I saw displayed, I know this is, you know, I don't have a lot of context and I'm going off of just the limited information that's being provided in this few minute video, but um, there seems to be something not right. Um, I don't know if he has some sort of behavior problems, um, but his erratic behavior says that number one, this isn't the first time that he's acted out. Number two, that he has some impulse control issues. And um, I absolutely believe that um, he, this is a um, cry for help. That doesn't mean that, um, you know, she should be gentle parenting him and take this lightly. But um, I certainly wouldn't be filming and um, antagonizing my son to put it on the internet. I Next. would be um, in a state of shock if this were my son. I would be trying everything in my power to try to get some help. If I were a single mother, I would be trying to get help from the men in my life, the men in my family. Um, calling the police for me would always is always a last resort because they oftentimes will shoot first and ask questions later. And if my son is acting this erratic with me, who pushed him out, who has cared for him, who has provided for him and all the things, I don't know if he's going to necessarily calm down when the police come and I don't want it to escalate. So that's going to be a last resort. But if I can't get the situation under control and I don't have any other choice, I would try to, I would have to call the police and I would still try to be the one facilitating between the police and my child. Um, he needs help and it's, you know, pretty unfortunate that she is talking to him like a dude in the streets and that she's just literally antagonizing him. It was like watching, uh, you know, two peers and it was just, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like she was literally trying to get him more and more upset and more and more excited and all of this to prevent him from going outside. The, the, the very thing that I would have wanted most in that moment, if I were the child in that situation is to get far as far away from her as possible because she is the antagonist. And, um, I, you know, I don't know what preceded that situation. And I'm not saying that she's 100% at fault. It could have been that he was already acting erratic, but I don't believe that she acted as an adult in the situation, you know, in the situation. So, you know, that, that's no, I, I think like with her antagonizing him, um, you know, and, and the reason I would say to call the police was, is because he was being violent. And for a woman in that situation without any male presence around, she, apparently she doesn't have anybody that she can call and get him in line. Um, because if she did, he wouldn't be at that point anyway. But um, to, to be um, honest, I think it's just... Um, one of those things where you would have to try to facilitate that, but he's clearly out of control, like clearly out of control. And there was no way, um, especially, and I, I don't, you know, I, you, you never know what to do until you're in that situation. Right. That's true. Um, but I, I agree. 
yeah antagonizing him just wasn't the thing the to wrong. do like that we know yeah. that that's not the right answer and the thing is it is possible that she's gotten him help it is possible that she's tried i've literally seen mothers like in it on in different um you know on different platforms and in real life um you know there was a woman that her child went to school with my daughters and she said that she was um seeking help for her son because he was you know trying essentially going to the streets and he was going wayward and they were telling the police was telling her that um, every time he acted out or ran away or every time he became volatile that she had to file a report on him and after so many reports and this was in um this was in stone mountain um she they would uh you know after he got so many reports then he might be um taken to juvie you know like it was like up to a judge's discretion or something like that so i do know parents who actually are trying and 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 are you know trying to get the help and trying to you know involve um other you know, trying to utilize other resources to try to keep hold of their child and not let the streets take hold of their child and not you know give up on their child so i i'm not blaming like i said I, i'm not necessarily saying that the mother has not tried and, and and it's possible that she's at her wits end and that you know she was acting out out of frustration too we are human we do get frustrated too but i still do hold the parent in the situation to a higher standard like i said for me calling the police is the very last resort and that is generally because i believe he's going to harm himself or others and it's like the, my last resort and I'm still going to try to facilitate between that po those police and my child because I know what they can do I know what they're capable of we've seen it time and time again so that's not my necessarily that's not necessarily going to be my go-to I'm going to literally grandpa cousins uncles a boyfriend a past boyfriend his daddy you know whom a pastor a, a youth coach a teacher like literally I'm thinking of anybody I can that I could possibly get any male uh, Mr. Jim Joe in the neighborhood like his barber somebody that I could possibly call that could aid me aside from the police because I don't trust them um, and shout out to Feisty Goddess. She said that's not necessarily true. Just because a man is present there is no guarantee that a man would defuse the situation. Um it depends on what context we're talking about. If you're talking about specifically that situation, if a man showed up, it would probably be better than what that woman was doing because that woman couldn't hear him, didn't see him in that moment and wasn't able to give him what he needed in that moment. And then when it comes down to men being present in a household, rarely do you see situations like this where a man is present in a household you rarely see situations like this uh and and yeah. then when you talk about a foster care system or a system that um bad children end up at rarely do they come from um households where there were two uh involved parents there it's a rare thing a very yeah. rare thing so and typically the strength of a man will calm a child down a teenager or not like let me tell you something my husband um you know his grands um if they're acting out like and his daughters call him his voice alone i'm a t like literally and this is what i'm talking about calling on your village his daughters will call him if his grands are acting out and his voice alone they 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 hop in line like 
without without question, without fail, the the idea that I'm about to put a call in to your grandfather gets them right together. <laughs> like he ain't, yeah. you know what I mean? And then like the thing is, he my my husband does not believe in even spanking children. Like I would be more apt to spank a child than he would. He he he'll tell me in a second, we don't spank children. Like he gonna he gonna lecture their ear off, but he's not even gonna spank a child. But his presence alone, he commands that type of respect. So typically, a man, a man, I'm talking about, not a male, a man in the home commands something different than a woman. And I'm going to also tell you something else that was very evident. She was scared of that boy because uh-huh. even a mother, there, there comes a time when a mother recognizes that her son's strength, that her son outweighs her and that her son's strength is greater than hers. And she understands that she can only test those limits, but so far. You see, she wouldn't dot that corner that he was in. You see, she uh-huh. didn't go near him when he had that scooter in his hand. She was fearful. She talked all that stuff, but she stayed where she was at. I don't care what you're, what, what anybody believes she was fearful of what he could do yeah that shit was crazy yeah and she's sitting there like she was gonna pop off child i'm glad well we don't even know how the situation ended we don't know we don't know we don't even know how that situation ended um hopefully um and damn, I, I I even feel bad because my like my thought process is just negative um, when it comes down to situations like this because I don't even see it being a good outcome. I hope mm-hmm. that it's a good outcome somewhere somewhere in there. I hope it's a good outcome. I don't see it, but I, I really do hope there is a good outcome because it, it's sad. That was sad. Yeah yeah it was it really was it was like there was nothing amusing about it to me there was nothing like i wasn't like hell no his tail like i wasn't rooting for her to abuse him too but i was like dang you know there's some pain there there's some some trauma there's some something underlying there and you know i I hope he gets the help that he needs and hopefully she gets help to get the situation under control um, I think the military schools, uh, <laughs> they, they are, they, they like this ain't no damn episode of Mari. <laughs> My friend sent her son to military school here in Georgia. So it is an option. How do you think he turned out? Um, oh, okay. So cool. the thing is he did well in military school, but, um, he later had some, um, uh let me see how i can say this he later had some issues that were not related um so it like military school couldn't have aided in these issues uh but the military school um like they aided him in getting a um you know, they aided him in, you know, graduating and everything like that. And he was way, way behind and really struggling in school. And they kind of put him on like a straight and arrow to where straight the straight and narrow to where when he got out of military school and he graduated, he did not go into the military, but he did, um, you know, like take up a little trade and kind of had like, you know, a little trade and stuff and was doing well until he had like some, you know, issues that were non-related. Mm. So it, it it helped him because you know okay. it, it did help him. 
Yeah. Uh, Concrete, would you be willing to start like a scared straight organization for black kids? I wouldn't be good at that. I'm too much of a baby. I'm a hug. Like, come on, baby. You need, let me tell you, I know that trauma. But I'm you could be, be like the a Yumba of the, of that I'm community. I'm going to be worse. Baby, like you're gonna be like, okay, concrete, get him off your lap. My 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 husband will tell me that in a second. Like he's like, you can't do boys like you do girls. Like I'm I'm not I'm the wrong person for that, baby. Like, even when you talk about Solomon today, I'll be like, Oh, that baby, he's just so cute. Child, that's a fucking terrorist. <laughs> like, and you know, like he he's 10, 11 years old, and I still look at him like a baby. Oh, yeah. Um, no. No, no yeah. child. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the wrong person for mm. it. I've been spoiled somebody to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. What yeah. we got next, girl? So, um, yeah, one last thing, and then we're going to get off into this topic, child. Hold on real quick. So I want to play one more video and get your take. One second, child. I became a shell of myself. I didn't know who I was. I actually have a couple posts on my page where I was like, I have a post that says, I knew her body better than I knew my own. Stop, let that sit there. You said you knew another woman's body better than you knew your own. Yes, several, several women. I know several, I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. And um, I spent a lot of time, like I was, I I went in such a a deep hole where I was like studying these women. I would go to their profiles and I would study their pages and like what they wear. I knew when they were meeting, when they had met up. So I watched their videos of them having sex. So I would try to imitate that and recreate that in our relationships so that he could choose me and want me and um that is a low point to be and i'm i'm tearing up a little bit because that i hate that i even got to a point where that was a thing but that that it was it was just that and so I knew several other women's bodies better than I knew my own. I lost, completely lost myself. I became a shell of myself. I tried to imitate their hair, their actions, even um, sexual things that I had seen him doing with them. I tried to recreate that in our life um, when when we were engaged. And, and none of it amounted to anything. Child. This is the perfect segue kind of into our topic. But of course, this snippet of an interview came out with Danea Jackson talking about a very low point in her relationship with, uh, and it seems like this might have been something that she dealt with throughout the relationship, I'm going to say, because she talked yeah. about huh. this happening when she was engaged to him. Did and you this, see the first part of the interview? Like I the opening? Okay. Okay. I did not. Um, But listening to her, like, almost brought tears to my eyes. Like, that is such a sad thing. And I'm going to tell you, like, you know, I know there were like a million jokes on the internet about the helmet of salvation and how, you know, she stood by her man and how, you know, she formed a united front with him when he cheated before. And, you know, um, I truly believe that she was undergoing some sort of Stockholm syndrome 
and this shows her in a different light and like i can't help but to be extremely empathetic to a woman who endured what she did with derek and i'm really disgusted by him but what were your thoughts just from seeing the snippet um i felt the same way that i did about derek um derek has been full of shit. Mm -hmm. um the thing is and when you said that it's like she's been putting up with it you know since they were in she's put up with it since they got together um there was a long form of that snippet that came out where she did like the first half of an interview um that was released today and i had an opportunity to watch it and she was saying that he had always been doing this always um what i appreciated about the video and shout out to dmac the trucker he said she's not a victim she stayed the thing is there were um opportunities where they were apart where she had left and you know um derek would pretty much claws way back you know and come get her she had moved on or uh played like she was moving on and derek found his way back to her so I think it's interesting. I liked her self-awareness. I think in the interview, she comes, like the way they played her in the media, um, talking about her helmet of salvation and how he had her up there looking. Um, I knew it wasn't that, but you know, a bad man will uh, take you through there and age you and have you looking all kinds of crazy out here. Um, but at the same token, she was a woman that was fighting for her relationship and trying to go through that but it seems like she's kind of got her um like she's uh got her walk back like she's you know she's stepping again but you know i think it's one of those things that uh her and derek probably still end up together child i don't know <laughs> you'd be so wild with that um, um i'm gonna say this i have a different take on victims um, I've, I've been, had very close, intimate relationships with people who have been in relate in relation and in marriages, in relation with men who, um, and with men, cause it, I've never been in, um, close proximity or had an intimate relationship with a man who has endured a woman dogging him out, but with men who have dogged him out, who have been physically abusive, who have cheated, who have slept with numerous women, who have brought back babies, who have brought back diseases, and they stayed and they, I still view them as victims. I think that two things can be true at the same time. I think that someone can have a psychological hold on you and you can still stay. In addition, um, I've endured a lot, quite a bit of cheating in my past. Um, a significant amount of cheating. And that's why, too, my heart really goes out to her because I know what that feels like and it doesn't feel good. And I will never go back to that. And um, I was very young, very, very young and, you know, really didn't understand my self-worth. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly at a different point in my life. And, and you know, my to be frank, I didn't value myself. And um I believe, although I stayed, I still think that there was some victimhood at play. Um, but um, so I do believe that a person can be a victim, even though they're making a conscious choice to stay. 
Um, and depending upon the situation, you know, the reason that I believe it is because not in her situation, but um, there can be a person can have a very strong mental hold on you. Um, you know, not in her situation again, but uh, a person could have not only a mental hold on you, but a person can be fearful of what the physical ramifications could be if they leave. So there's a myriad of reasons as to why a person stays. And, you know, unless you're in that position, you know, one may find it difficult to understand. Um, This is the thing that <laughs> I look at it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of goes back to things that my mother told me. And I would be like, um, I was dating a guy and I would go to my mom. Like if the guy did something or I went through his phone, I caught something. I'd be like, you think I should break up with him? You think I should break up with him? What you think? What you think he going to do? You think he going to, you think I should break up with him? I mean, he did do this, but then he said, he said he loved me and yada, yada. And so what my mother would tell me, my mom would be like, no, don't leave him. Don't leave him. Mm -mm, Stay there. Stay. And I would look at her like she was crazy. But later on down the line, she said, when you are ready to leave a relationship, when you have had enough, ain't nobody going to be able to convince you to stay when you don't want something. When you tired of somebody's shit, when you fed up, ain't nobody going to be able to convince you to stay in that relationship. You you ain't going to have to ask nobody should you leave because you just going to be out. Then when it comes down to women staying in situations like that, I don't necessarily look at them as victims. And I don't get me wrong. I was in situations where um, I was cheated on and I stayed and I stayed and I stayed, but I really couldn't blame anybody but me for Mm. those situations. So men are going to do exactly what they're allowed to do. If you don't enforce boundaries, if you don't leave, if there are no ramifications for the things that they've done, no consequences for the things that they've done, then you've basically given them a pass to do things to you over and over and over again. Um, Fat meat greasy. And when it, and it, you know, I had a few relationships and did leave. And did leave before shit got way out of control because I was in some shit where it was it was it was very volatile. But when I saw that it was getting to a point to that I I knew I couldn't control, I got the fuck out. And I'm a better person for that. But um, when it came down to my own victimization or somebody hurting me because they had a strong mental hold on me, I also had to take accountability for um, my own actions in remaining in that. Um, if you're dealing with somebody that's a shitty ass person and that's what they do, then it's really on you to get up out of that shit because a person has already proven um, what they're going to do time and time again. So it, I don't know. I I, I don't yeah, think like, you can be a victim if you're is, choosing to stay. Your situation isn't going to be everybody else's situation. So like a person, literally psychologists have studied uh, like people who are in psychologically um, and, and physical and mentally abusive relationships. And they've literally said that the effects of those relationships are akin to uh, the effects of a, a person being in a psychological and mentally abusive relationship is akin to the, those of a person being in a physically abusive relationship that 
that literally the effects of when you're studying their brain waves, it mirrors that of someone being in a, a physically abusive relationship, like the hold that a person has on someone. And if a person like the, you know, people might say the same thing about an Elizabeth Smart, like you're out in public. Why aren't you running away? He doesn't have his, you know, he's you are, you're walking feet ahead of him. Why aren't you running away? You know, you wanted to be there. You're not a victim. You enjoyed what he was doing. You enjoyed, you know, him, you know, doing the things that he did to you and having children with you and this, that, and the other. So I'm not of, of the mindset that just because I don't understand something that it can't be true. I'm I don't not have saying to, that I'm, I don't understand that. The, the thing is, I'm saying that I totally understand because I have been in situations where the situations were hella volatile and at the same token, if you keep going back to a situation and even even if psychologists have said, OK, it's akin to a physical beating, it mm -hmm. still doesn't talk about um, why a woman doesn't leave that situation when they know that they're in trouble. Then another yeah. thing, too, um, when it comes down to abusive relationships, the abuse does not happen every day. And this is this is a fucked up uh, way to breach it. True. But the abuse doesn't happen every day. So there are mm -hmm. going to be periods where the woman was happy. There are going to be periods where they got along for them few minutes. But when it comes down to it, like I said, when you have had enough, you ain't, ain't nobody got to tell you shit. You're going to do what you got to do to get the fuck up out of there. And, and even when it comes down to Denea, uh, and we haven't heard of Derek Jackson being physically abusive to her. Right, right, of course. But she's at a point to where it, it appears, it appears, because we don't know for sure. It appears that she's at a point to where she's had enough and she's out and she's done. Um, so in her situation, it's kind of hard to, um, when it comes down to adults and adults putting themselves in such situations, it's kind and I'm not I'm not gonna say it's hard to empathize, but we're in and a day beef, you know, no, it's not necessarily hard to empathize, but we're mm -hmm. in a day and age to where now you're accountable for the shit that you in, you're accountable for the shit that you ain't in. You're and you have to be accountable as an adult. We're not in the, the days where um, women didn't have any resources or um, anywhere to run to or she couldn't call nobody she couldn't leave um, but you know that's where I'm at with it like mm -mm. yeah I, I, I feel differently and like I said I have a very intimate connection with someone who's literally in the midst of a similar situation um, it's way worse um, currently and like seeing it in the raw it gives you a different perspective and from a logical standpoint a person who is only operating in logic may think like that but like also understanding that you know um, just from my research and I've researched not only um, for you know my edification but also so that I could um, help to better prepare myself so that I could be of support. But um, when, when, you know, uh, understanding that like, 
I have limited information about the psychological effects of someone that someone undergoes in that situation and that it's easier said than done. That's like saying a person that is on crack or a person that is an alcoholic or a person that is a gambling addict or a person that is, you know, whatever, you know, that that they should just be able to a person that has like a, a some sort of mental disease or defect that that you should be able to just come up from out from under it and be okay and you know not be um not be impacted by whatever kind of um uh, whatever kind of um uh uh, uh limitations this this disease is imposing on you and that but is not necessarily going post. to be the case for everybody huh you move you move the goalpost on that how um because you're talking about impact versus them being in a situation then if you're talking about somebody wait, on how did i move to, wait uh, I i'm gonna tell on how i move the goalpost i'm gonna tell you so if you're talking about a person on drugs and uh a person on crack or or, or whatever alcoholism mm -hmm. um when it comes down to quitting those drugs they have to hit a certain spot to where there's no way um that i'm gonna do this another day and they have to want it more than the people around them can want it for them they actually have to want it they have to want to be clean they have to want to be healed in those situations and there's no there's no way to get through that you are not going to be able to cheat the system in that when it comes down to abusive relationships, you have to want better for yourself um, to get out of that. You have to want better for yourself. Nobody can really teach a person's self-worth um, more than a person kind of comes to their own self-actualization. So I agree with that point. So I then, agree with that. So then when it comes down to um, a woman like Denea, Denea had been... Um, it, and I want you to take a listen to that interview when she talked about Derek and how she got with him. She knew that Derek was a hoe the entire time, but even uh, she said, well, I won out against those other chicks. I was the one who got uh, the man. I was the yeah. one who got the prize. So th the difference is well, if a person talk about that, but you still haven't highlighted how I move. Well, the you because you that, use my exact example to draw yeah, down. And so point. what you said was the mental effects of a situation like that. So mental effects of means that that's something that happened after the fact, like you went through it. You, you uh, haven't been able to get your life back on track. You've been going through it mentally, physically, emotionally. That's the effects of something. When you're going through that situation, while you're in that situation, mm -hmm. to me, if you already knew what this person was and you still psyched yourself out and you still ended up in that situation, then I don't necessarily see you as a victim um, in a lot of respects. It's hard for me to see you as a victim because you already knew what it was Derek didn't come in the uh thing and, and didn't do anything when uh, I, their first year or so of dating he he had been cheating on her been cheating on oh, her okay you still didn't say how i moved the goal you moved the goal you said the you still didn't of, say how i moved the goalpost no, you didn't. You did not I highlight how said. I moved the goalpost. I just you said, said when you said things. the effects of, when I said you moved the goalpost, when you said the effects of that relationship, that's after the fact. That's not during. 
That's how. So you how is that moving the goalpost, though? Like I, I'm confused as to how that is moving the goalpost because you're not saying you're not using a full sentence to say how I move the goalpost. You're just saying you said the effects of. I don't. When you said the effects of that relationship, meaning the consequences of that relationship, you talked about uh, the mental, emotional stuff they go through after the relationship is over. Okay, that I wasn't moving the goalpost in that. I was like actually making a full statement in, in my in the context of in which we're talking about the conversation. But when you talk about Danea and like so you're talking about something very specific. And I did not watch the full video. So I didn't yeah. hear her say that. But I've been speaking very general. So when you talk about her having an understanding of what who he was and what he was beforehand, I'm I'm speaking more in a general sense, not specifically and solely talking about Danea. So you know that's that's something that's a little bit more nuanced but when we talk about things in more of a general fashion like when we like going back to your point that you just made a bit ago about you know addiction um when you talk about like addiction and you know a person being addicted and how a person has to want and have the desire to make a change before they you know really go through and you know make that change i i agree with that but i still do believe that we can't under we can't um deny or we can't ignore the effects that drugs have on the brain uh, we can't deny or ignore the effects that uh the psychological effects and how drugs chemically alter the brain and that um you when 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 you take drugs and when you you know not just drugs it could be gambling addiction addiction chemically alters the brain so to to be able to overcome that it takes a very strong person just like being in an abusive relationship being in a mentally or physically or emotionally abusive relationship also alters the brain chemistry so you're not the same person you're not necessarily going to be thinking rational you're not necessarily going to be thinking logically Listen to this woman talk about how she um, was watching other women and watching their videos and watching what they were doing sexually. Like, you got to be out of your mind in order to do those types of things. That's not the mind of the same person. Like, I would, if my friend came, my friend girl came and told me that's what she was doing because her man cheating, like, I would be like, baby, it's time for you to be committed. Like, I would question her sanity. Nobody who's thinking rationally, and typically it's going to take somebody using rational and applying rational thought in order to be able to leave a situation that is not good for them, that is, that is impeding their, their mental health. And I don't believe she was in a rational state of mind to be able to leave. And she's, uh, ultimately, she didn't leave. He left her. Ultimately, he did. Um, and, and so then when it comes down to it, um, I was looking at something. Hold on a second. Um, so with her, she had already had a lot of trauma prior to her and Derek Jackson getting together. Prior to them getting together, she had ha had a lot of trauma. I don't want to give the whole video away, so I'm not okay. going to okay. dive off into it because I kind of want you to see it for yourself. Um, and when it comes down to situations, I think every situation is different. Um, it doesn't appear that Denea necessarily suffered a physical abuse, but mm -hmm. then when it comes down to men cheating, mm -hmm. everybody handles those situations differently 
And when it comes down to men cheating, I don't always think of a woman as a victim in those right. situations. Not in every situation. I agree. I, with I don't you. always I see agree. them as a victim. All, all women are not victims. All women that are in situations where men cheat are not victims. I agree. And I'm not trying to make it a blanket thing. I think that there are some women who are, but not all women. Some women just choose to stay for a myriad of reasons. I know women that choose to stay, but I, I have a friend who always said, and she tell men when they get into a relationship with her, you F1, I'm a F2. She only says it once in the beginning and she never says it again and literally they better remember that because if they start cheating every time they sleep with one person she's going to sleep with two so she's going to stay when you cheat but when you cheat and you sleep with one person she's going to sleep with two she's not a victim you know what i mean so not all women and you know that's being cheated on are victims i agree wholeheartedly with that and i'm not trying to make it seem like that's my argument so if that was what i was giving off um, I, I, I want to clarify that, that I'm not saying that all women who are in situations where they're being cheated on are victims because that is absolutely not the case. Yeah. Shout out to Eugene Steele. Thank you for our only super chat that we received tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Eugene. Thank you, Eugene. He says, Danea knowing other women's bodies more than her own so that she can imitate them in front of Derek that's the worst case of insecurity I've ever heard of. If I was Denea, I would have left him long time ago. Mm. I, I, I want to ask you something. Like, this is just kind of a little bit off the wall before we go too deep. I know you said you've been in situations where you've been cheated on. And I want to know what's the craziest thing that cheating has drove you to. Because listening to her, I was like, dang, sis, I had to think back like, What's the craziest thing I've done from being cheated on? I have li um <laughs> let me think. So I think with the emotional thing, like uh -huh. literally crying and crying and being locked in the house for about three days, just yeah. crying, um, barely eating anything, physically sick. Now, that was like my emotional state. Mm -hmm. I have jumped on me somebody, you know, went upside me in the head. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Now, I've never done it. No, that's even with my baby daddy. He, he never cheated on me. I don't ever feel like I was cheated on, but he was just hella disrespectful. And I would take his shit and throw it out the window. And so okay. my front lawn looked like smashed up. <laughs> <laughs> damn electronics and okay okay, okay. that's that's, that's that's mild that ain't too yeah bad. okay so okay. i i've i've um threw, threw his shit out the window and everything okay. you know but okay so i did you know all of the uh, I, uh well you know i did one time i guess i threw like a basket of stuff out the window um like a laundry basket but um i think like now this wasn't necessarily for cheating but um so my baby daddy one day he was um at he was uh, this he wasn't cheating but he had a history and so he like we were all going out and we all like went out to the same club and you know my girlfriends are going out and he was going out with his guy friends and like typically we rode to the club together and there was a girl that i did not like and he knew i did not like her and his homeboy like was dating her so and like he was like well i don't know if i'm going to the club and i'm like oh really like you dress like he like i might just you know hang out with the fellas da, 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 da. so he 
we I went to the club with my friends, like, and we went late, like we pre-gamed at my friend's house and went to the club. And when I got there, I saw his truck outside. And when I got in side, uh, a friend of mine was there and she was like, you know, that he just came in with, you know, yeah, you know, such and such. And I'm like, and you know, all these women and all these girls. So come to find out, he lied to me and told me that he wasn't coming because they had already asked if they could ride to the club with him. So I went out because I had the extra key to his truck. So I left. I know I told my friend, I was like, come with me. And she was always down for whatever. So she came with me and I had her follow me while I got his truck and went and hid his truck in my granny's garage and like had him looking for his truck for three days because he shouldn't have ever lied to me. So it wasn't necessarily for him cheating, but he had a history of cheating. And you must have been trying to cheat because why would you lie to me about driving some women to the club? Now they're going to have to walk back home and you're going to have to walk with them because you played with me. So that was probably like the wildest thing that I did. Oh, which was still kind of mild. How long? What's the longest that you've stayed with a cheater? <sighs> Fifteen years. Yeah, but we were kids, so I do like be like I like we literally grew up together. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> I'm not. We grew up together, so it was like literally, we were kids. So <laughs> I wouldn't ask me if I ask me if I'll do it today. That's why I have such a different. Hell, I'd be more likely to do it today than not. Do no, like, why would I do it? today? I was a kid. Like, I, not only was I a kid, I didn't value myself in the same way. Like me, like what I look like, like I am. I am I, I enhance any man's life that I'm in. I certainly enhanced his tenfold. Why what what was I doing? Like, are you you the lost show? You know like, what I, I, I just say, like it. he was, you know, like in other ways, he was a you know a good man. Like I'm not even gonna lie, provider A1. You know, like there was things, you know what I mean? But still, like I wouldn't settle for that. Like I know who I am and I know what I bring. So I'm not what I look like. For what? Child, you know what? And I got a phenomenal Man. job and all the things, so I don't need you to simply provide. And yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. No, I think I would be more inclined to do this shit now than I was back then. Cause shit, I was like I was fine as fuck. That nigga, I went. Oh, I yeah, was too. I, so he had me in my good years. Yeah, that's what like. <laughs> <laughs> we had to talk but about also, <laughs> he was, you know, also, you know, very attractive, you know, too. So, like, very, like, but that's why I'd be like, I ain't, like, my husband is very fine, but very much in a, like, classic man. Like, and he, my, my husband, my husband is an a hole, for lack of a better word. But well, so, I like, a lot of talk women. about that man like that? I met him. He, no, he like, I, he, I, I told my husband the other day, I said, I wouldn't describe you as nice. Like, I said, that's not even a word that comes to mind when I think of you because it's not. He's a Sagittarius. What the fuck that mean? Y'all ain't nice. <laughs> like, my husband, he's like, he's kind, though. Like, I'm telling you, he's a gentleman. He's going to open the door. But st like, he's not like a smiley. He ain't smiling. He ain't never smiling. <laughs> like, he's just. You know, but anyways, I say all that to I say. I don't know, Concrete. The man came over here and was very pleasant. 
He's you a very polite, pleasant man, but he has this very stoic energy to him that is just like he—he's very polite and pleasant, like a very like he's a very mannerable man. He understands manhood, but he's just not like phony. I always tell him whatever he's thinking or his face reads it. He's not phony, and I feel like nice is phony, and I'm more nice because I and that nice is performative, and I've learned to be nice and be performative because I lived in an all white area. In addition, I know how to code switch very well. He does not perform. He ain't like even in the office space, that man is being who he is. Mm. So yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. Anyways, I think, I think it, it'd be more your bullshit than him. Never mind. No, he's just, no, no. He he. So don't get me wrong. Like he knows he's pleasant. He's polite like that, but he's not nice. Like phony. I think nice is phony. Like hi, how are you? Like that's what I see nice as, and I don't describe. I wouldn't. Like, oh, oh, child, I cannot see. I thought B said Danny looks terrible in a new pic. I was like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you know, B rude like that, though. So, you know, I know. You, you, got, you got a question. Oh, anyway, see, y'all stuck on the wrong thing. Let's move on. Let's let's get off into this topic because here y'all go. And Danny really had to drop down. How long was how long was it for you since you wanted to try to bust me out? What are we talking about, girl? I didn't hear you. What you say? How, what was the longest you stayed with the cheater? 14 no. years. What crazy hell? <laughs> Who you crazy child? Never. Uh about five. But in that in that five, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, child. Um, five. And I didn't cheat back either. Oh, see. Mm -mm. Let's get like, off into I the topic, child. Okay, but so <laughs> why would you be more apt to stay today? Like what? Oh, you said like. Why, but you didn't explain that. Why would you be more apt to stay today than yesteryear? Um, because I'm old and washed, and I, I hit the wall, Girl, and I'm tired. Girl, and you know, like I, I don't want to become a single mother ever again. Oh, and not, okay. not to that. say, um, you know, I just go see the lady down the street. That thing still thinking, and um, you know. Uh, like five years. So within them five years, it was a <laughs> horrible, horrible time. But the the whole thing is, in that five years, I stayed, but I was for sure not a victim of that situation. Like no, for I sure, I wasn't a, a victim of that situation. He wasn't either, but I wasn't either. So okay, you know, okay, um, okay. I I think I when mean... you get comfortable with somebody. And y'all are in it, and you enjoy the person for whatever they bring. Then which you're was not partly a victim. shit. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I think I was hurt, but I think I, I did more damage to myself than the nigga did to me because I stayed. What? Oh, um, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I can't say like I like there. I feel like he was, you know, a piece of crap at times, but. At the same time, like where did did I can't say like there weren't times that I, like there weren't pieces of the relationship that I enjoyed and that I did not benefit from the relationship at all. I would be lying if I yeah. Said that. And and I then still... another thing too. Let me give y'all some clarification. I was with the guy for like five years. I didn't realize he was cheating for like a year and a half, but I was too caught up in my own shit. So okay. 
if, if that so, makes sense. And you know, what 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 would you not accept with cheating? Because you said you're more likely this. Would you accept a baby? Would you accept a man cheating in your house? Would you like? Are there limitations to the cheat? Would you accept? Him I, cheating? I I think there are definitely limitations. This is what we'll talk. We'll we'll say, and this is what I'll say. I'm not going through no phones. I'm not yeah, no, checking no. behind. I'm not no. doing none of it. I'm I'm not. Um, but if something comes to my doorstep, then that means there is a lack of fucking respect, and right. then I would have to take action. But um, I'm not trying to check, I'm not putting no damn trackers on the car. I'm not trying to bug yeah. and fall angle. Like I ain't doing none behind. of that shit. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, I ain't doing that either. Yeah, I don't even look but at now if something phone. came to my house, came to my home where I'm comfortable, where right. I lay my head, then you know it's gonna have to be some actions taken. It's okay, okay, have okay. to be because okay. that's disrespectful to me. You know what I, I mean? Got you. So, I got you. yeah. Uh, shout out to D Mac the trucker. Women love <laughs> cheaters. These are two good <laughs> examples. Um, y'all don't, y'all, I'm talking, we talking to men that don't even know what cheating look like when y'all being oh. cheated on. So let's not talk about how long, Listen, if y'all have ever been in a relationship, child, don't 75% of the time I was a girl, not 75, but 50% of the time I was a girl. And by the time I became a woman, like at some point I really was like, okay, this is a wash, but we had so many things entangled uh you know vehicles you know children um it was just kind of complicated at a point and it was like i knew it was just a wash but i was like you know how i didn't even know how to begin the process to let go and you know that was kind of where it went so um gabe says cheating is disrespectful cheating is disrespectful but <laughs> but stupid. but um most women are inclined to stay at least uh, uh at least one time with most women you got a good one time with most women to get away with it. you do mm -hmm. it's just what it is you got a good mm -hmm. one time but uh the the difference is and i think now that i'm older um I'm not going to say that it's necessarily a deal breaker in all aspects and, and it's nuances to that situation. It's definitely nuances to that situation. I don't think I'm not for a man running all over me, dogging me out, right, talking crazy right, right, to me, right, right, um, right. slapping me upside the head, popping mm -hmm. me in the mouth and shit. I'm not yeah. for any of that type of shit. So right, right, right. I think when it comes down to, I can't call what I can't see. Um, um, I can't miss what I can't miss what I can't miss. I'm not going to look for it. That's what I'm saying. No, I I get you. But a real talk, like I like mine is the opposite for me. I dealt with that when I was younger. Um, I am not dealing with it again. Um, and and like everything is nuanced, so I'm not going to say um like I I, I won't ever say never. But I can tell you, like for me. The deceit is like the fact that you lied and had to carry on the lie like that in and of itself is going to like, I don't know that I could get over that again because I like I dealt with so much of that. Like I was like, I thought I was losing my mind. Like 
I'm hearing phones ring that I don't know exist. I'm, you know, like um, looking at, you know, looking at what you got on to make sure that's what you left the house in. I'm, you know, <laughs> riding past your grandmama house because that's where you said you was going to be to make sure seeing who else car over there. Like, I, I baby, who got time for it? I'm old. I'm tired. Yeah, Um, and I'm just not going through that again. Like, ain't nobody taking me up through the ringer again. Like, I I just, and I'm not afraid to be alone. I don't don't really care about that. I love my husband to death. But my peace, like, like, I, I enjoy me. Like, really real talk. And in addition, like, not only do I enjoy me, um, I... I, I'm very fulfilled in many ways within myself. And I would rather, like, if I feel like I'm being disrespected, I would rather be alone than be disrespected. I would rather be alone than be disrespected. And that's the bottom line. That's it right there. I would rather be alone than be disrespected. Oh, what if the disrespect was like once a month? I would rather be alone than be disrespected. Oh, see, I, 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 I be thinking that. Uh, just have an open relationship, child. Um, no, I just cut because I be thinking like m- women will sign up to be miserable full time versus only being miserable part time. <laughs> but how is being single being miserable? Like, and I know you said, but well, you was only saying maybe I will feel differently because I was so yeah, like, girl. You don't know, you don't know that. Like, I was child. only Stop. single for two years, and I dated somebody a whole year of that two years. So I really, you know, it wasn't even a full two years. Yeah, and you a Gemini not child please girl it was like fun though that was the first time that i was single since i was 15 years old yeah and you didn't you stayed single for five minutes you (laughs) didn't really go you still was having fun when you still when you ended up in your relationship i think when it gets to a point to where you're uh four years single nobody's really taking you out on a good day that's true um, yeah. And then I'm only getting older and I got some beautiful child. friends like Danny, some fine friends who've been single for 10 years. I'm oh, like, okay. in Atlanta and you cute as heck. Like, super oh, cute. and they, they, they super happy eight, though, girl. Like, they free. How? And yeah. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. Rethink that shit. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says, so SG is saying, if you cheat, don't let me know about it. But if it arrives at my doorstep, I have to act on it. Got it. You got it. Get it. Got it. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> child, listen, I ain't going to look for it. I think yeah. a woman should start going through phones and shit when she ready to leave versus mm-hmm. her going yeah. through the shit and finding out shit and then staying and whatnot. And then ain't got no plan for it or not. Just going through shit and being miserable, yeah. and sad and losing weight. For the wrong damn reason, mm. I going that, up, baby. That is a quick ass way to lose ten pounds. If you want to lose ten pounds real quick, I need to lose your man phone. Maybe I need to. No, my husband's phone's so dry. I'm gonna be mad uh-uh. at myself. Go, uh, no, no, uh, it's, it's guaranteed. You gonna find some shit up in there. You ain't gonna like. I to guarantee. Be mad about, yeah, please. guaranteed. Probably him talking smack about me like all she do is nag. She getting on my nerves. She want me to do another project. <laughs> no, I think that um I don't know. I just think like if you yeah, if men, you go looking, you bound yeah, to find you gonna, something. You gonna find you gonna get but what you, you can't pay see. for. You wanna lose them quick 10. 
go through that phone see what happens you're gonna be sick as a dog uh, and then like with curlin curlin doesn't give off that he would do anything so no, i would put ever. shit i would put He's shit past so curlin child surprised every time <laughs> Like, and I, not to I, say I, he cheated I, on me. He ain't cheated on me and shit. But the yeah. thing is, Carlin is like Carlin is like Carlin looked like the innocent one in the relationship. But Mictal, okay. no, I'm just saying he looks like he don't look like he caused no trouble. He just looked like a sweet husband, you know, catering to his wife, just very sweet. Mictal, what you talking about? There's always a woman in the waiting room. Um. Women find my husband attractive. They flirt with him in my presence. So I know that there's women in the waiting room, but he's a very picky man. And it ain't even about like, um, he's a picky man in the sense that it's really more about the character of the person and her being more aligned with his ideology. And, it, it, you know, not 100% aligned. You don't have to, you know, follow, be lockstep and key with him, but like, you know, he ain't with no feminist stuff. He ain't with like, he's just very particular. And so a lot of women wouldn't be able to hold his attention because of that. Not necessarily their physical appearance, just because um, a lot of these new age phenomenons and ideas are very off-putting to him. A lady's got to have a standard for a relationship for relationship yeah. deal breakers if they yep. allow cheating that says a that says something about that lady <laughs> why you gotta read it like that because that's the way i felt like it was saying here <laughs> and gabe i'm tell you um i think that if you have built with someone and you guys are uh you're accustomed to your lifestyle and you're happy for the most part i think people really need to weigh out their options um because a lot of times what we end up doing we be attracted to a certain type and we be attracted to cheaters and we end up getting with them subconsciously right and so then you be like oh my god this motherfucker cheated on me and i'm leaving him and then you got to break up your house your home you got to tell every damn body or not tell everybody or just haul up in the room but you go through a lot of shit with a breakup you really do then Another thing too is when you enter relationships and you have not healed. So if you ended mm -hmm. up with a cheater, there is something subconsciously inside of you that's attracted to that energy. So a really? lot of times when we end up breaking up with a man, oh, I'm just going to go get me another man. You end up with them same types over and over again because you hadn't healed mm -hmm. the shit in yourself. Charm. but that's shit. all the more reason if you're dating a man and he cheats on you that you need to break up with him and heal whatever that is inside of you as opposed to staying with him and letting whatever inside of you continue to um <laughs> continue to, to to fester and grow but it's also, not me making the, excuses for cheating gabe i'm sorry go ahead no i do think though in reference to what gabe said that um when you like when you talk about people being attracted to a certain type of man I, I can't even own that like when i think about my attraction to my ex 
it was definitely physical the aesthetics and everybody wanted them so i was like uh, okay yeah so it was like that type of thing but like i was like let me go the exact opposite let me go in the opposite direction like i don't want nothing that looked like that that's why i'm like mm -mm, i don't want nothing that like you know is looks like that nor do i want anything that has that personality or that those character traits so i went the exact opposite with the guy that i was dating and i was like oh i don't like it <laughs> and that's why i never you know like uh it never um resulted in a relationship and then of course i met my husband and he is still very different but different in a good way different that still appealed to my sensibilities and that still appealed to a side of me that was very physically attracted like it was actually he showed me things that i didn't even know i was attracted to that like not any man out the park that i was like dang like this type of strength masculinity like i wasn't even used to it and it was very alluring to me and just very sexy so um yeah i i, I agree that you should be open to other things and that sometimes it is you <laughs> sometimes it's you mm -hmm. sometimes you just like what you like child and a lot of women haven't come to terms with exactly what it is that they like um, I was having a conversation with some women about, um, types, right. Mm -hmm. And what we think our type is and why we're attracted to it. Um, a lot of women are, are dealing with abandonment issues. So, mm -hmm. um, they tend to look for the guy that's going to abandon them and they stay in those mm -hmm. types of situations for a while, but not understanding why they're attracted to certain things. So I think, um, when you finally start doing the work, then mm -hmm. you'll say what's good for you, what's going to work best for you versus what's going to work for somebody else. Gabe, yeah. you know, like Gabe, mm -hmm. like your marriage is going to be your marriage is going to be your marriage. Mm -hmm. And maybe y'all could be the shining example that everybody mm -hmm. needs. Um, mm -hmm. But you guys are still, um, I'm not even going to attribute, attribute it to you guys still being young, but everybody's relationship dynamics work differently everybody has different relationship dynamics um i would be more inclined to if a guy was mentally physically and emotionally uh fucked up toward me i would be inclined to leave way way more quicker than um a, the act of a physical thing which is it's it's different um. to me so um and i'm not saying that my type is a cheater but um it took some things for me to figure out about myself to understand why i was attracted to certain things and why right. i went so yeah. it's not that i'm attracted to a cheater i just understand who i am more so as a person my mm -hmm. deal breakers and things that would make me um get the fuck on extra quick being disrespectful being mean to me would make me leave you quicker than anything mm -hmm. that's my thing so it's not to say that i don't have standards or i don't have um boundaries i definitely have boundaries that's just but not one of them cheating is just not i'm not and i didn't say that cheating wasn't one of them cheating i'm asking it depends on how it's done. Like I said, I'm, if I, I can't call what I can't see, right? Mm. So, but if it's a situation that comes to my doorstep and it's a thing that I'm actually able to put my finger on, 
yeah, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem for most women. Mm-hmm. And I still ain't going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to uh, leave my man over a physical act. I would, if I, I, to be honest with you, I think if it was one of those things to where it was beyond physical and it was an emotional relationship, yeah, I'd be, I'd be the fuck out because yeah. there's no point. But uh, a physical act to me is too physical act and emotional acts are two totally different things to me. That's mm-hmm. me though. My relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. You're yes. the only one that you know needs to understand it and be okay. Child, that part. Uh, because what works for me Nick, may not work for y'all. <laughs> and vice versa. What works for me, you know, what works for y'all may not work for me. Yeah, I think the questions come from the fact that it's just very unorthodox. Um, then, you know, it's, it's atypical, like for a woman to say, to say out loud that, you know, she necessarily isn't going to leave, you know, it'd be women that know they ain't going to leave and they at least going to fake it, but it's just very unorthodox for a woman to say that she's not going to leave. (laughs) And so as a result, it's kind of like people raise an eyebrow to that. And in addition, I do think that people will associate that. Like, you know, when you talk about Denea and, you know, her being self-aware and, you know, um, you know, her having, you know, a sense of self and stuff like people will typically say, like, if you love yourself that and you value yourself, that you're not necessarily going to accept that, that you're not necessarily going because that is disrespect. I think when it really comes down to it, I think people will get on this net and say one thing and be behind the scenes and do something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm bold enough to say, okay, this may not be a particular deal breaker for me, but, mm-hmm. but this would be a deal breaker for me. And when I say you having to know yourself and I mean, having to know yourself at your own nitty gritty at your own bullshit at your, lo- at your lowest self, you need to know what it is that you like and don't like at your lowest self. So if it comes down to, um, I'm being treated well, I'm, I'm loved, I'm cared for, um, I'm validated. I'm validated in the best ways possible. I understand. I get, I get those good feelings. Um, I, I understand my relationship. I understand my relationship dynamic. That being said, um, it's certain things that I understand about myself that, mm-hmm. uh, would have me in a situation is uh, other shit that I understand about myself that I'd be like, ain't no way can't deal with it. Won't deal with it. Period. Right. Like it's certain things uh, that I won't go for. Period. That may not be a deal break. That may may not be a deal breaker to other women, but may be a deal deal breaker for me. You know, right, it's just how course. you choose to run your relationship. And the thing is, people may be confident with who they are, and con- like like literally, they may know themselves too and be perfect. Like for me, I know myself, and I know for me, that's why I say I don't deal in absolutes because it's not yeah. something that. And 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 although people want to play philosopher and say saying don't you don't deal in absolutes isn't a lose like that like that's kind of like a trick thing. But I I don't I, I rarely will speak in absolutes but when i say that um and it even applies to the cheating i know that if you were to ask me 
me today, um, if I would take my husband back, if he cheated, I'm going to say um, that there's a likelihood that I may not, but there's a possibility that I might. And it does, you know, truly depend upon the situation, but I won't um, I will not sit up here and say, uh, you know, that, you know, under an ideal circumstance, even if I didn't know about it, that I would take my husband back because that may that may not be the situation. Like I've been cheated on and literally like the, the, the effects of that cheating still live with me today. Like literally my husband, the the one of the most important things that I get from my husband, one of the most important traits that I garner from my husband is security. When a person cheats on you, that rocks your security to the core. So then you strip me of one of the very most important basic needs that I that I thrive off of from our relationship. And I don't know if that can be restored. I've been through the ringer with somebody where they cheated multiple times and it literally drove me insane. It, it, it you know, I developed, um, you know, OCD habits as a result of them cheating and I needed to control my environment because I couldn't control their actions. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to relive that. So I don't know if that's something that I can forgive. And that's a pretty honest answer for me and me knowing myself and what I've endured. Yeah. I don't want to ever endure that again. And I'm not afraid to be alone. And I also know my value and what I bring. So I also am confident enough to say, I doubt that I would be alone very long, but even if I were, I'm willing that's a risk that I would be willing to take. Oh, girl, see, I, I'm scared to be alone at this point. Um, <laughs> very frightened, goddamn it, uh, horrified at the thought of. Um, but like I said, that's me to my my whole core. Like, right. no, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to die alone. I don't want to be alone in this life. I I, I feel like I I'm meant you. to go through this part of my life with somebody, and. Mm. That's just what it is, you know? I understand. Uh, shout out to Eyes and Summer. He said, damn, see, we don't hear throwing slick shots. I want to let that go. fake crew get away with it, Dr. Oh. I, I taught you better than this. Lap my ass you off. You call me a fake crew? I mean... Uh, don't. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um, ain't nothing fake about me. Like, I don't have to pretend. Who was y'all? Oh. But what? Oh. Mm. Okay. Anyways, you ready to get off into the actual topic of discussion, child? Yeah. Wait a minute. Why I gotta be trolling? I am terrified of being alone. Uh, Shit. It ain't I ain't saying I, I mean it wasn't for me. It no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm, I'm scared as hell to be alone. Like, listen, Shit, child, please. Like, mm -mm. I, I'm what? I'm scared as hell. It's dangerous. Taking it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's get off into the conversation. You can't be um, confident in yourself and permit yourself to cheat. About? <sighs> yeah, I don't know, Gabe. Gabe, uh, the, this yeah. this is the thing. I'm That's not funny. gonna be able to stop any grown. You can't stop a grown person for doing. You could set a boundary and say that's not what yeah, you're gonna you do. Yeah, you can't stop it. You, yeah, absolutely. You can. And set I can a absolutely be confident in myself. Child, you don't know me. What you say? No, um, it's like. No, no. I think you can be whoever the hell you want. And some things are more confident in others. <laughs> let's let's try that. Let's go there. 
Um, are you confident about every aspect of yourself? If you are confident about every aspect of yourself, then go ahead, Superman. Go ahead, Black Jesus. Most people aren't confident in every aspect of themselves. Most of us aren't. But you can yeah. be confident in certain aspects I, of yourself. I, I think, think so. But what he's pointing out when he said that you when you said that your allowance of cheating is rooted in your fear of being alone he said that my allowance my and and and, and we 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 already put caveats on it mm-hmm. i don't want to be alone i i'm I, i'm terrified of being alone but what i did say was there are heavy boundaries placed in other aspects of my relationship meaning mm-hmm. Um, if I got slapped upside the head, I'd probably be a single woman uh, very soon, shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. And not saying, you know, that anything like that would occur in my, my marriage. But what I'm saying is certain things aren't going to be a deal breaker for me, just like right. certain things may not be a deal breaker for you and vice right. versa. But everybody has to run their own relationship. Cheating, um, certain aspects of cheating is not going to be a deal breaker for me. It's not. But uh, certain aspects of disrespect would be a deal breaker for me. And I don't think I would be able to take or deal with or even know how to deal with. So that it's different. I do get what you're saying, because then that's the other thing for me. Like, I'm extremely open minded. Like my husband comes from a Muslim background where, you know, he doesn't subscribe to monogamy. And we had discussions about, you know, poly. So if, if I'm open to the possibility and you can come to me and have that conversation with me, what you cheating for? You know what I mean? Like if that's something that we can discuss and we can flesh out, you know, the details regarding that you have, in my opinion, you have no reason to step out. And that's just me. Matter of fact, Gabe, would you leave your wife if she lied to you? Mm. (laughs) Is lying a deal breaker in y'all's relationships? Would you leave if you found out that your, your uh, partner lied to you, if your spouse lied to you, would you then leave the relationship? Everybody has different um, measuring sticks they choose to go off of. Uh, Like I said, measure your own marriage, baby. Everybody got to measure measure their own shit. Your relationship ain't my relationship and vice versa. But no, know this. I'm happy. I'm loved. And I'm being well taken care of. I'm good. Everything's good over here. Um, (laughs) we We can have discussions about relationships and shit. Um, and I'll even get a little personal with mine, but yeah. I assure I mean, you, an interesting conversation though. Yeah. I but, assure um, you I'm being, um, I'm being well, well, I'm, I'm treated well and I'm loved and I, I I'm, I, I'm, and I'm, I love it just as, just, just as much as I'm loved. I love if not more. So I, I think we're in a great, great place. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know, Gabe, yeah. I want to know Dealing if you would leave, real- would you leave your relationship if your wife, if your wife got caught in a lie, would you leave your relationship? Answer that. Um, dealing the real, I didn't say polygyny was cheating. That's why I, I said, because I'm open to a non-traditional relationship situation, that is all the more reason why I would not um, be, that is all the more reason why I think it's unacceptable for a person to cheat, was my point. Mm-hmm. So, then, all right. 
Go I don't know, uh, girl, because now I'm, I'm kind of caught out there. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I look at it like, I don't know. I think it's, uh, uh I think it's something different in the, uh, you know, the ATL waters. You know, no, but I do think like everybody and, you know, this is one of those moral issues. And I know how you feel about morality because, you know, everybody has their own view of what's acceptable and that's what it is and, and a lot of times people will try to enforce their view of what's acceptable on other people and i do think that you know you have to decide what you are willing to accept in your relationship and what you know what you, a relationship is between two people and you guys decide what um, the parameters of that of said relationship is. But I do think the more you speak about it, the more people will question because the more it does, it is like, okay, even when you talk about like, you know, your fear of or not or your desire to not want to be alone. And, you know, when you said, um, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot, whatever the last line was that you just said, like, you know, then, you know, people's, you know, will question and question, um, because they're, it, it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like what was happening to me when we had the discussion about morality and what it was, was oftentimes people trying to understand it from their purview. And I, when I thought about it later on down the line, I kind of understand a, li a little bit where Black Wizard was coming from, because what happens is my morality from its original position. And I get, when you hear me speak, um, my morality has shifted from its original position because I was originally a very religious person and my morality was rooted in religion, but through my development and my elevation and even marrying, like I have really adopted a lot of my husband's um, ideologies and um, they're not necessarily all fleshed out. And there's a combining of two schools of thought. And so as a result, people are trying to understand what I'm trying to communicate. And maybe because I'm also still processing it, I may not be communicating it in a way in which they can understand. Not to say that that's, that's what's happening to you, but I'm saying when I was trying to do that, people were study asking questions or specifically Black Wizard, and he wanted to come up and he wanted to gain clarity. But um, because from his purview, he couldn't understand what I where I was coming from. And I felt like he was trying to push his ideologies off on me. And I feel like Gabe has a very, you know, set belief regarding relationships and it is you know yeah and I, I think um me with my own knowledge and the things that I've been taught as a woman mm -hmm. um I think what it is is when people say oh well you're willing to put up with this so you'll take this and you're willing to put up with that and so you'll take that sister George you know, you know and so I think it, automatically you kind of get defensive because it's right. like somebody telling defensive. you, yeah. So it's kind of like tell, somebody telling you um, when it comes down to cheating and shit, well, females don't hold men accountable. And so, you know, they're always going to be cheated on because they don't know how to mm -hmm. hold men accountable and they don't know how to do this and they're done. And then, you know, Gabe has an automatic, um, Gabe doesn't even have to, 
be trying to sound condescending, but Gabe yeah. just comes off as condescending. He so, does. <laughs> you know, he he comes, does, it, right. it can be. It, it comes off as a little pompous, and I'm not being a a bitch about it, and I'm not chirping on it. But it's like, <laughs> um, you know, I could just hear it in Gabe's voice. So, Sister George, you're gonna just sit there and take cheating and whatever. And I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't taking shit. But that's not it. It's like when when people are uh talking about your relationship, especially since we're known, quote unquote, um, it does cause you to become a little defensive. So I will definitely say that I did become defensive, but it's just how I that's my own way. That's my ideology. I don't feel like I'm losing out. I don't feel like um I, I haven't been in that situation to say, but uh yeah, it's just my thought process on it, and my thought process may not be uh for everybody that's conventional. That's it. That's, that's true. That's all it is. Yeah, and that's 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 true. Your thought process may not be for everybody, but luckily everybody's <laughs> not in relation. Gabe, go stuff. to hell. <laughs> Gabe, make me sad, child. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's get off into this because they talking about we enjoying this girl talk, but the girl talk is very much related to marriage and whether or not one would be miserable in their relationship. Because as we started, we talked about Danea, and it seems as though she might have been very miserable in that relationship, baby. It seemed like Derek Jackson took her through the ringer. You hear me? I mean, up and through there, child. Um, yeah, it was very, very, very unfortunate. Do you want to lead with what you sent me? Do you have it? No, I, I don't have it. I just have oh, girl, other things that I... Uh, um, I don't have mine pulled up yet. Okay, well... But... Yeah, that was good, too. That would have been... Um, uh, the one that I sent you? Yeah. I'm I'm a player child because honey, that was that was juicy, That's honey. I was like now bitch than mine because mine relate to cursed it. out yet. I hope I ain't getting cursed out. But let me say this. So, you know, oftentimes, like even when people talk about the idea of marriage, like there's two schools of thoughts. And I remember like whenever previously back in the day when people talked about marriage and you thought about this topic when we talk about married and miserable you would think about a man because men the way they present marriage like they'd be like the old ball and chain oh you know don't do it uh shotgun wedding as if you know someone is forcing you to it and yada 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 and all of these beliefs that marriage is not like this happy state or marriage is you know something that you do reluctantly and um i find that to be very interesting that it seems as though like the tables are kind of turning or maybe not the tables are turning, but that more women are speaking out about their experiences relating to marriage. Mm -hmm. And as a result, um, they're being more open and more candid about what they're enduring in marriage. And it does not seem to be all peaches and cream for women in marriages. And for some reason, men tend to... Um, present marriage as if it's only beneficial to the woman and that it is something that only women desire because it is set up for the woman's happiness. Um, what are your thoughts on that? 
Um, yeah, I, I want you to say some of that stuff again, child, because I was trying to get this set up. Um, I was just saying that, you know, it used to be a school of thought that when you talked about the, like a topic like married and miserable, like the men would come to mind because men presented marriage as something that was undesirable to me and the old ball and chain, that it was something that men didn't want to do, that they did reluctantly. But now the tables are turning and women are sharing their experiences in marriage and they're highlighting what they endure. And it does not seem to be all peaches and cream. It doesn't seem to be that women are, um, you know, having these wonderful experiences inside of their marriage, despite men presenting marriage as if it's something that is only desirable for women and something that is solely to make women happy. And it's a woman's happy place. Women seem to be sharing their experiences on social and that doesn't seem to be the case. And I wanted to know what your thoughts are on that. Okay. Um, I find it all to be very, very interesting because it's like an anti-marriage message on both sides. And I never thought that I would see the day where it would be like an anti-marriage message on both mm -hmm. sides. I think both sides don't give each other enough credit for the things that they do. Mm -hmm. um, the videos that I have seen today, I have been totally appalled by. Um, because I think everybody is distorting the view of marriage, period. I think everybody is, um, especially when it comes down to these people, uh, these podcasters and shit. It's a lot of people distorting the image of marriage. When a woman is talking, and I want to get off into the video before I really get off into it, because this video okay. is going to outline... Yeah. Um, outline a, a few things go ahead yeah let's get off into the video before we go too far into the discussion i just wanted to know just a quick overview of what you're seeing on social media and if you know because if what i'm seeing mirrors what you're seeing because i'm seeing a lot of women highlight negative experiences and essentially say that marriage isn't all that it's cracked up to be and we'll talk more about some of the specific things that they're highlighting after we go through the video and some of the other um, things that we have, uh, some of the other resources that we have. Okay, hold on. Love with someone else. Most men are narcissists and narcissists lack empathy. There's not an ounce of love inside of them. They're excellent actors and they can pretend to love. That's how they trick women into relationships and marriages. And before he marries you, he has to see if there's anything beneficial that he can gain from marrying you. It's purely transactional. It's never for love. But he will trick you into believing that he's in love with you. And that's where he's going to get you. The goal is for him to train you to become his mother, a slave, a servant. And he wants your money and he wants you to run the household while he runs the streets and lives a double life. And he will treat another woman way better than his spouse. Don't marry a man until you find out his psychiatric history. Because they don't want to go home. Because their wife and kids are at home. Good morning. My father always used to tell me, when you're out in the adult world, be wary of people, especially men, who don't ever want to go home. My ex had a friend who was married with one child at the time and her spouse spent almost the entire weekend golfing. 
and I don't really understand golf, like culturally, environmentally, I have a lot of issues with it, but whatever. If that's how you want to spend your time, if you truly love golf and you want to golf on the weekends, that's great. But that didn't seem like that's what was happening. And when I kind of asked around guys who golfed to say like, you know, what was the appeal? And about 20% of them said, you know, I just, I like the fresh air. And, you know, when I get my favorite club and I get like a good stroke in and the ball goes where I want to go and it's like great and whatever, I'm like, okay, cool, 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 awesome. But the other 80% just kind of shrugged their shoulders and were like, it's an excuse to get out of the house. And I'd pry further and I'd be like, you work full time. So you work like 10, 12 hours a day and you want to get out of your home even more? Don't you want to like relax at home with your family, you know, on the weekends or like do something, take them to the park or whatever? And they would straight up admit like, no, I want to get away from my family. I don't know if there's data on this, but most of the men I talked to, granted this is just anecdotal, about roughly 80% of them said they only went golfing just to get away from their families, basically to get out of the house. And when I inquired what their wives and children were doing while they were golfing, they were just like, oh, I don't know, the, my wife takes them to here or there, blah, 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 whatever. They didn't seem to care. It was very clear that they only golfed because on the weekends because they wanted to get away from their wives and children. There's, there's an alarming amount of men that honestly just don't like their wives, don't like their children. Ciao. <laughs> well, so I saw the these these first three people um mm -hmm. speaking and I about pissed on myself, like screaming at because I was listening to this in my car, like screaming at the radio, because I'm like, are y'all fucking kidding me? So um if you have the impression that every man is a narcissist they only looking to do this and that in a third to you then i really think that you also need to do some reevaluation. and spiritual whistleblower has done a lot of research on narcissism but it, it still seems like there's something that may not necessarily be clicking got it then when it comes down to this last lady right here um as it pertains to a man with hobbies it's amazing that a person will tell you that they want to get out the house for a little bit. They need some time to themselves. They want to unwind. They don't want to spend time with the family because they're out golfing. She makes it seem like they ain't got damn a Las Vegas strip club with five hookers and a pound of cocaine. Like what the oh. hell is going on? You mean to tell me that that man has to go to work, work 10, 12 hours a fucking day, come home, deal with whatever shit is going on at home. Then when he finally gets some time to himself, you mean to tell me he can't get a little time to himself? What, what, what's, what you think about that girl? I was like, mm. um, so of course, you know, there's always, uh, you know, as always, I can identify with the two schools of thought. So I absolutely hate the overuse of some of these terms. You know, all men are narcissists, all hetero, all cishet men are narcissists and all that type of stuff. Um, I hate that. Like, here we go, you know, slandering all men, you know, all, you know, it's no different than it's, it's, it's modernizing the um, idea that all black men ain't ish. 
So, uh, uh, and when I hear that type of feminist rhetoric, I shut down immediately. And it's kind of difficult for me to process what you're saying because I feel like you're about to try to feed me a spoonful of BS. So um, with the first, with the, you know, lady who was saying that. Now, as it relates to this woman and her talking about men going out golfing, I find that to be problematic. I think that it is a problem if you just trying to get away from your family. Like there's nothing wrong with golfing, but if literally your desire is to like, if literally you don't enjoy time with your family and, you know, you're looking for every excuse to get out of the house so you can be away from them. I do find, I'm not going to say problematic. I do find that a little concerning. I'll say that. The thing is, though, they didn't say they was doing everything under the sun to get away from them or that they didn't have fun with them at all. But when it comes down to a man going through the pressures of work, then the pressures of coming home and dealing with kids and the woman, and, and if the woman works, she's also going through some of these same pressures. So she also exactly. needs a break. Um, so I don't, I definitely be dealing with the kids far more than he is. So I, and, and from the way she's presenting it, she's not presenting it like this is a casual thing that they do every once in a while to get away from their family. That's not the way that she's presenting it. Um, and I would find it concerning, not necessarily a problem, because like I said, we're missing context. We weren't there for those conversations. And because there's so much context missing, yeah. I can, can't really conclude that it's, it's a problem because they do it every single chance they get. Like, are they going out golfing every once in a while to get a break? I mean, everybody deserves a break. Yeah. But if your man needed time to himself once a week, would you have a problem with that? Do I get time to myself once a week? Because yeah. if not, yeah, I got a problem with it. Okay. Why would you have a problem with it if you didn't get once a because week? Because I'm going got... to be the primary caretaker of the children. And I likely need a break more than he does outside of work. Because I also work outside of the home too. What if he had a really hard job? I feel like women's work and women's um, contribution to the home, and I think that this is a patriarchal concept, is always downplayed and looked at as not as difficult because we get to use our mental muscles. But I have very hard days, too. There are certain times of the month where my job is very difficult, very task-oriented, and I literally have to zone out, and I literally have to go into do not disturb and order to so i can strictly focus and we talked about this when i said i can't be reading all those emails and stuff because i really have to focus on my job so my job isn't easy either um so i would also want the courtesy of being able to get a break too i don't care about my husband getting a break please by all means get a break but i also want to be considered too and i think that women should also be considered i i I don't see anything wrong with that. And I'm not even a person that even go outside. For my break, I mean, like, I may run to the stores. Like, I don't go out. I'm sorry. I don't go out. That's what I meant to say. My break, I might, um, you know, run to Target. You know, go to Starbucks and go to Target. You know, but I also want to be, I want to, I want a partner that is also considerate of me. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. So, what it always sounds like to me when it comes down to women, um, when they talk this kind of shit, right? Oh, he wants a break. Oh, I don't get this. And I'm not able to do this. And I'm not able to do that. 
it sounds like a motherfucker playing victim in a situation that could be perfectly controlled. So, um, <laughs> and, and I, I don't know if it was like the women that I was raised with, but if certain things have to be done together in a household, and especially if you're both working for that shit to function the right way. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you have a woman that's cooking and cleaning and she works and she takes care of the kids and she does this and she does that, a lot of times it'd be shit that the woman didn't signed up for um, on her own. We're going to talk about that. I don't want to get too far into that. Yeah. But um, because that's like that's a topic. That's actually a topic under like that's that's an umbrella topic. But um, regardless of if she signed up for it or not, you you are a 50 percent partner in this relationship and you see her workload. You see the un uneven distribution of labor. You a grown ASS man. You see she got two, three kids tugging at her pants leg. You see that she worked a full day just like you. You think it's OK for you to pop open a beer and go and sit in front of the TV while she doing all the labor in the house? Because it's not. I don't care if she did sign up for that. You a man, you the father, be the father, be the leader. I think men do what they're allowed to do. I agree. I, we men, gonna talk about men, it. Yeah, right. men do what they're allowed to do because right. I'm sitting there and I, I, I be looking at a lot of situations and, and chicks be when well, he don't do this and I do this and I do that and I have to do and I just... And I, I'd be sitting there so and I'd be trying to add this shit up. And, 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 and the math don't math me. Let's just talk about it. Weaponized incompetence, baby. Yes, men do what they're allowed to do. So you are absolutely right when you say a man is going to do what, what you allow him to do. Weaponized incompetence is when a person deliberately does a task poorly to avoid having to do that action again in the future, putting the responsibility of the task on another person to complete. The concept of teamwork is very important. And this is a concept that came about, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And it was part of a theory, I think. Um, it's also known as manipulative incompetence, strategic incompetence, toxic incompetence, or deceptive incompetence. So oftentimes, and this is a catchphrase, and, and I think that people mm -hmm. are overusing this too. And mm -hmm. let me also be clear, women use weaponized incompetence too, because I've used it with my husband and he knows that I use it and I uh, use it in a very playful way, but I still have used it to be completely honest. But um, honestly, Men, some men use weaponized incompetence, but you said something that was very key. Men will do what you allow them to do. I'm not accepting that. How are you going to do what I allow you to do, but you're supposed to be the leader of the household? you leading from the back then because you shouldn't be doing what I allow you to do. You are the leader. Take charge. Lead something. Like literally, you see me struggling. You see me, you know, um, trying to juggle it all. Why are you not stepping in? That's not acceptable because I'm okay with it, because I'm trying to manage it without asking you, then that's acceptable to you. You want your wife stressed out. You want your partner on the brink of anxiety, an anxiety attack because she's okay with handling the load. That's not fair. So what if she's willing to do it, you are the man, you are the man, you are the leader of the household. You should not be okay with her doing it. Okay. Let me say it like this. When it comes down to things that we want, 
um, when we want a new bag, we know how to open our mouths then. When we want a new shoe, some new shoes, we know how to open our mouths then. When we want that new car, we know how to open our mouths then. When we want to go to a certain vacation spot, we know how to open our mouths then. I think, to be honest with you, when it comes down to weaponizing competence, I think that is a crockload of bullshit. A crockload of bullshit. Because a lot of times, if you sitting there and you taking everything on and you're not asking for help, you're not communicating what you need, oh, he should just know. Yeah, he should just know. But if he does know and he's still not doing anything and then you're not saying anything and you're allowing it to happen yourself, you are allowing that to happen, then I also blame you. I also look at you and I say, well, sis, if them goddamn dishes don't get washed, if you didn't cook, you didn't went to work, you didn't came home, you didn't got the kids and the them dishes are sitting there in the, in the sink, you as a woman have to also know how to set boundaries and or walk away if, you're, if your level of satisfaction is not being met. And a lot of times what I, what I see women do is sign up for a whole bunch of shit, do a whole bunch of shit trying to impress the man. You cooking, you cleaning, you sucking dick from the back. You doing every goddamn thing under your yeah. power to secure the man. Yeah. So then when a man expects you to keep upset, same acts, then uh -huh. everybody talk, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. He, he just watching me do all this damn work. You ain't had no problem with doing that when you were trying to get with the nigga. And the nigga probably ain't had no, a whole lot of problems with um doing things for you when y'all started that. But everybody has to play a part and everybody, a closed mouth mm -hmm. don't get fed. So right. a lot of times I'm sitting there and I'm like, sis, you didn't got the kids. You didn't got the, you you didn't mop, swept and mop the flow. You didn't made a fantastic dinner you getting ready you got your little lunch right y'all laid them wrong mm -hmm. you doing everything under the sun and then what i'm sitting there um even when it comes down and i think it's a human condition versus mm -hmm. like a man just taking advantage i think people will play with a fool if you got a fool and that's willing to sit there and do all that shit plus bust it open what what the right. hell do i expect me and no don't you, you dare clean all that uh, or you're expecting a man to be considerate. I think mm -hmm. we can expect yes. it. You can expect it. But if you're not opening your mouth when the shit gets violated, then that's totally on you. Why wouldn't the person who vowed to love you, who vowed and sick, who took vows with you, be considerate of you? I do agree that there's some accountability on you too, because oftentimes these women let it go on too long. And I have lots of examples of weaponized incompetence. But you know what happens? A woman eventually checks out. And that's when the woman is like, I'm no longer going to be miserable in this relationship. And she leaves. And the man be sending her questioning why. You be sending her questioning why when she complained constantly about coming home to dirty dishes when she complained constantly about coming home to the baby sitting in his own piss and stuff like some of the weaponized incompetence borders on neglect of children like literally it, it like some of the stuff that be highlighted in real time in these videos be real downright trifling and i ain't even gonna lie it really mostly be white men like it really mostly be white men like and, and I, like i said i've seen a couple black videos of black men but it really mostly be white men no, I um, but I think our relationship dynamics in comparison to white women's relationship dynamics, um, it may be a little different. And you know, uh, how we're taught from a ground level versus how they're taught from a ground level. 
Um, the thing with white girls, I think white girls are taught uh, manipulation and playing victim um, to a certain degree. I think they're taught that shit from a from the ground up. Then when it comes down to catering to their men, um, a lot of times they don't necessarily set boundaries because when we get off into the rest of this yeah. video, uh, it, it still kind of comes back to setting boundaries and what you're going to do and what we're going to do and how we're going to divide this up. But That's if you true. sitting there trying to um, suck the man's soul from his body and you didn't cook clean, fucked and sucked mm -hmm. and you ain't have no expectations, then to me, you get what you get. Like, well, I don't know. I, I still believe that a man should, you know, like, oh, and then, then, and at the same time, then you get what you get when she walk away with half because everybody has a breaking point. But at the same time, though, too, like white men, white, white men ain't, ain't, ain't grow up um, having to, uh, you know, wake up on Saturday morning to Anita Baker and get up and cook and clean. Like white, white men, like they're not socialized to cook and clean and do all the things that black men grew up doing. So that's why you see like, and I see black women in relationships, even with white men and complaining that they, they're bearing the brunt of the load too. So literally most of the videos that I've seen, and I don't know if sisters just ain't putting brothers on blast, but I, I would venture to say it happens more in the other households. Like I said, most of the exact, and I've seen a lot of videos. I've seen over 50 videos and I've probably seen maybe two, one or two that had a black man. Yeah. Um, shout out to Joe Jordan. He said, spiritual whistleblower isn't a credible source. Have you seen her arms? There's a reason she keeps her face, her camera, the camera on her what? face. Joe, you be <laughs> running the fuck out. Wow. Baby, wild. Joe, you be running the fuck out. Like, come on now, Joe. God damn. Uh, shout out to Joe Jordan again. He says, yes, Concrete. We want her to lose money, hair, and weight from the stress. Put up a $1 million term life policy on her head. Then show up and hug her mama at the funeral. That's, That's the awful. game plan. That's God awful. Damn, Joe be running out. And Joe is... <laughs> Baby, now Joe, Baby, if she cuts your ass out. <laughs> he said, concrete be reliving her past issues in these conversations. LOL, you can tell by the passion in her voice. <laughs> Whole little gotcha. concrete. Cheer very. up. It's okay. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Joe, you, you was a wild boy. I can't you was a wild Joe. boy. <laughs> Joe is crazy. I still think it's B. I really do. <laughs> I ain't seen them niggas typing the chat at the same time yet. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm BB on to your ass. What's that? Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I'm going to play the video. You ready? Yes, boo. Okay. And we noticed this during the pandemic because, you know, you couldn't golf because everything was closed. But as soon as it was possible to go back to the office, a lot of these guys went back because they were desperate. They were dying to get away from their families. They could not stand being at home with their wives and kids like 24-7. It, it just, they were the first people back in the office. Um, and it just like, even in the early days when like disease, this is pre, you know, vaccine. So you're risking disease, you're risking bringing disease home to your family because you're just so desperate to get away from your family. Do you think she ever been in like a real relationship? With a man? This lady right here, yeah. With a man? Yeah. I don't know about that. 
But she does have a point about these, like, and I'm telling you, she's talking about a specific type, the palm colored. Like the execs in my um, office, baby, they was dying for us to go back in the office. And my exec that was over us, the executive director, he used to say, my wife is so tired of me. She wants me to go back to the office. Like she was telling him to get the hell out the house. So, yeah. Mm, she might I think when when they so okay so when you talk about COVID, mm -hmm. most people have not been at the house with their spouse twenty four three sixty five. Yeah, we do know that the domestic violence rate uh went mm -hmm. up during COVID. We know that, mm -hmm. right? Um, when it comes down to being around your spouse twenty four three sixty five, hell no! Don't nobody want to be around their spouse twenty four three sixty five. And if you do, I would venture to say there's something wrong with you. They, yeah. I ain't even gonna lie. I was cool the first year. Like everybody I seen was arguing and stuff like that. Like even I'm gonna tell you something. Like I get along. Not only do I get along with my husband, we have very good conversation. But that became a problem because then it was a distraction and I couldn't get no work done. So that was, that's my biggest issue. Like I can't get work done around him because he wants to talk to me and he but, doesn't like, he don't take it as I'm working from home. He take it as I'm home. Now that y'all said the woman looked like Kevin Samuels, I can't unsee the oh, God, God damn. She really do. <laughs> that's weird. Okay. Um, I think like me and Curlin enjoy each other's company for right. sure. I hate even having to go into the office to work because yeah. I enjoy um, being at home with him but to mm -hmm. say that the man ain't gonna need a break yeah, um, everybody, everybody needs a break and then um mm -hmm. uh ab absence makes the heart grow fond or some shit like that you know what yes I'm that's it that's it you got it yeah so i'm like baby <laughs> um she sound cynical she sound clingy is it now she sound clingy now this is this is clean um mm -hmm. She got to be around a man 24-3. I know he's tired. Like, God damn, let mm. me go. I'm ready to go back to the office. Uh, He probably missed his work wife, child. We ain't going to get off into it. But... Mm. Let's play. And then my question is, why do you have a family if you don't want to spend time with them? So women keep consistently asking me on these videos I've been making, like when I say most men do not even like their wives or families that much, they're just props. Like, well, why get married, babe? Because it's cheap labor. Let's do the math. Let's say a man spends $10,000 on a ring. Again, not what most men spend, but it's an easy round number. Let's say he spends it. Within one year, he has recouped his investment. 10,000 divided by 365 days of the year. That's something a little over $27 a day. Men spend that, single men spend that on takeout because you know they don't cook. So yeah, they spend that on takeout and like, you know, catching mass transport in the uh, cities. I don't, you know, you can't have cars like New York and whatnot. And if he stays married for 10 years, that ring costs him about $2 a day, two million, closer to $275. So yeah, nearly $3. Babe, that's a huge savings because in return for that one-time down payment of $10,000, he gets a free maid, a free SW, free childcare, you know, free secretary, all of that and so much more. And 
he also gets an investment. He gets an infusion of cash because a lot of women are down to split the bills. If they weren't doing it when they were dating, they're definitely down to do it with a husband. So he gets a lifestyle he could not otherwise afford on his own. He is, you know, able to afford a house now. He could have a car or a second car. He can get a vacation home. He can go on nicer vacations. All the things that were out of his reach. This is why you hear about men who, you know, get married all of a sudden are spending lavish on themselves. Yeah, before when he was living in a grody little studio apartment, he couldn't afford that. Now he gets married. He has a house with a man cave and he has every video game known to men every new technology that comes out he's getting it he's shopping for a new car every few years because he's got a safety net baby it's interesting that she never talked about how women have benefited from these things as well so he he's he gets all the vacation home you mean he going to that bitch by himself uh yeah. he gets yeah. a new car you mean you can't drive it at all girl like what the i don't know I don't know. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's what you are. You are a purse. Okay. And when he gets older, you're going to be a nurse too. Like he is down to get all the benefits of commitment while never having liked you. <laughs> and actually, uh, you love that cat too, who I follow. I love her. I'm going to link her here. Go follow her. She said that not only do men get all those financial benefits uh, for themselves, they get married to have that source of cash to spend on other women. And I mean, I think this is completely true. I have heard women who I know tell me stories about how a man, maybe a boyfriend, not a husband, but a boyfriend is with them and he's talking to some other girl getting money from that girl and spending it on her buying her a new phone paying her bills with the money he got from some other women they want you as a source of cash okay like and follow for more 90% of signs of aging are caused by the sun la roche posay amphilia sunscreen visibly reduces the appearance of sun damage with cella okay girl okay that was the conclusion of that bullshit what do you think about the video in total? So, I mean, I think we're probably on opposite sides of arguments regarding this. Um, now, I don't necessarily agree with everything that was being said. I don't think that men go into, first of all, like, I, I only agree with the notion that some men um that some men i guess my only thing my only sticking point is would be the weaponized incompetence which was insinuated by uh i guess is her name the second one the woman with the short hair so um, the last woman who said, um, you know, talked about all the benefits and perks that a man receives. Um, I don't think that men go into it looking like that. I don't think that a man is going into a marriage thinking about the savings. I think that men would much rather not have the headache of a woman and be able to sleep with who he wants and not answer to anyone and spend the money and work more without having to report to someone or somebody asking him where he is, when he coming home, this, that, and the other. Like, I think she was gassing it for sure sure and i thought that the first woman was also just pushing a feminist agenda so i you know i thought that all of them had an agenda i will say that 
Mm-hmm. I got one more video to play. Yeah. Um, is it in relation to that? Because I wanted to play the weaponizing competence thing. Too. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, it is in relation, but go ahead. Go ahead, all... play yours first then, so I can just do all mine at once. Okay, hold on. Mine, this is about 10 minutes. Permanent unhappiness. <sighs> wow, this one hit hard. Because this was me. I mean, this was my marriage. I had a permanent level of unhappiness that I tolerated for a time until I couldn't anymore, and then I left. But back to the guy in this Reddit thread. This proves what many of us on this app, um, women who've been talking about all these these things, weaponized incompetence, and you know all these things with problems with marriage and heterosexual relationships, heteronormativity. This kind of proves what we what we knew all along, or what we're maybe just now realizing. Some of us, they know we're unhappy and they don't care. They expect us to be. They there's a certain level of unhappiness that women are expected to put up with. And if we refuse to put up with them, we're, we're bad women who've ruined their lives and broken their hearts. If we refuse to put up with this level of permanent unhappiness, when explaining to people about our marriage and how it ended or our relationship, we're, we're made to look like selfish harpies who, you know, left someone for no reason. Mm. So unless we're getting beaten up, shot, or treated so miserably that society says, oh, well, okay, I guess it's okay to leave him now we're not allowed to leave. We're expected to put up with it. We're expected to cope. And that's pretty much most of um, what's referred to as the, the heterosexual repair industry, which is what the author of The Tragedy of Heterosexuality, a book I highly recommend, um, talks about the relationship self-help industry. That's what she calls it. The, all the solutions to the relationship problems, most of them seem to fall into the category of helping women develop the coping skills to cope with their mistreatment and their unhappiness instead of, of addressing the unhappiness directly. The entire system is built upon our unhappiness. It's built on the exploitation of women. So of course they expect that we're gonna be unhappy probably most of the time. What do you think about that? I don't know where she's getting this information from. Um, I guess it's conjecture. <laughs> um, I don't, I will say, I do believe that women are, women are socialized to, and this is the difference. Even when you were saying, oh, if a woman is allowing weaponizing competence, she's at fault, da, 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 da. Women are socialized. Like we as women are socialized to cater to men. And we have been since the dawn of time. The difference is that things have changed in the sense that men are, society is such that it does not allow for men to be able to be the sole providers in the home. So we've been, we were socialized to care for men, to care for the family, and nothing has changed with that. So we still take on that role, many of us who are good wives or who are, have the, you know, uh, who still associate wifehood and marriage with the traditional role of cooking, cleaning, and all of those duties. We still do that because that's how we are socialized men were traditionally socialized to be providers but society is such that now most 
and most um, uh, communities require uh, income of two people. So that is the difference in the dynamic. Our socialization hasn't changed. We've still been socialized to cater to men to take care of the home, but now we've also, the, the thing that's been added to that is working outside the home. So it puts added stress on the situation. And now we're expecting, since we have to now work outside the home to assist and aid in the financial upkeep of the home, for the husband to now help in the home too. So I do think, you know, to her point that, I, and I don't think that it's because, you know, uh, our, our, um, our, uh, there's no care or concern for women or that our happiness doesn't matter. I just think that that's the way it's always been. Some people derive joy from that. I derive joy from cooking and cleaning for my husband. Like I truly do. I enjoy it. If I go, if I, if I only, if I, if I <laughs> miss too many days in a week, like I think it, my, the week before last, I only cooked three times and I felt so guilty. Like I just had a busy week and I literally only cooked him dinner. Like meaning like I, we ate out one, once or twice, I, you know, grabbed pickup, uh, you know, takeout. I think I made like a quick salad or something, you know, maybe threw a pizza in the oven, but like home cooked meal. I only cooked him three dinners and I think I skipped for some reason. Oh, it was Mother's Day. So I did not cook him Sunday dinner. And that's what really made it feel off. Cause I'm like, I ain't even cook a big hearty Sunday dinner. So I'll feel like a sense of guilt because I enjoy cooking to him, catering to him, cleaning and all the things. I do enjoy that. So um, some women derive joy from that. So I don't think it's about, you know, wanting women to be miserable. Okay. Um, you said that we have been socialized. The men are socialized uh, the same. No, you said men are being socialized in a way that they're not in a provider role and they were socialized to be in a provider role and women right. were socialized to cater to them, right? Oh, well, I said women are still socialized the same. I don't think men are socialized the same. I think there are slight differences in how men, I didn't hit on how men are socialized, but I specifically talked about women being socialized the same, meaning to cater and, and to take on the traditional role of, of wife and mother. I do think that there are some differences, like i.e. community-wise, like the Black community. There's more of an uh, emphasis on getting your education and being independent and being able to stand on your own. But I mean, I guess I mean just in a general sense when I talk about how women are socialized. I wasn't specifically talking about the Black community. Okay. I think if you got men complaining about how they can't even get a damn plate fixed for them um, and for a woman to bring them a plate, I think we uh, are also being socialized differently. Um, mm -hmm. I think so that that's the black community. And, you know, that, that was the caveat. So I wasn't solely talking about the black community. Um, but yeah, so you have a point within that within the black community, men are complaining about not being able to get a plate fixed. And like I hear those complaints online, but I don't know if I hear those complaints in real life about women not being fixing plates for me and stuff. And when I go out in public, I don't see women sitting back and making their men fix their own plates. Like I truly don't. Like honestly, I don't see that at, at public gathering, you know, at, at, at gatherings out in public. Do you? Man. Um, 
No, I really can't say that I see women, but we're in the South. So being true, in the South, true. I think so, that's a different dynamic. Good point, Danny. But I always see, I generally see women catering to men, but Kerlin actually has a different view of that. Oh. And, you know, I was like, well, maybe that's a Mississippi thing because, honey, that's just what we do. We we going to cater to a man if we don't do nothing else. That's, that's all we know. Yeah. Um, The... I don't I it's almost like I don't know. I right, let's let's get back into the video because okay. now I'm I'm getting all over the place, Ty. Okay. Hold on. But that we should just put up with it because reasons. We're not putting up with it anymore, which is part of what triggers these guys' anger. It's like, how dare you? How dare you center yourself? How dare you consider your own happiness over? everybody else's how dare you refuse to put up with unequal treatment when you are a woman and you are expected to allow yourself to be exploited for the sake of maintaining hetero patriarchy heteronormativity well screw that we're not doing that anymore these guys some of the things that they're doing you know i've broken up with people for less than that tolerable level of permanent unhappiness Nine in 10 women feel pressured to conform to social hair rules. There's an idea of beauty. Curls are only acceptable if they're perfect. I don't see anything that tells you to embrace your gray. New Dove Love Your Hair Collection with customized ingredients to love your silver, your waves, your curls. Love your hair. No harmful pesticides. High quality ingredients. I swear I got uh, what you call it premium, but it's just not for whatever reason it didn't show up on this, this account. So sorry. It's Stonyfield Organic. Good on purpose. Go back and watch that whole video because I think it is brilliant. Um, but I just want to like posture another idea that I don't know that men are consciously like excited to have women and partners and then make them permanently unhappy. I think what's happening is that men are part of a larger system that exploits them for their resources and they are willing to treat their partners in turn. Many, many, many men tolerate a permanent level of unhappiness in their jobs and careers, but keep going back every single day because they are told that's how to be a man or how best to be a human in our capitalistic industrial society. And they don't want more for the women in their lives because they don't want more for themselves, or at least they don't know how. My own partner was willing to treat me as like a utility um, and an accessory to his life because he was being treated as utility and accessory to capitalism. And he truly didn't know how to value himself at a higher level until I started to value myself at a high level and put up boundaries that I was not willing to be treated that way. Of course, I don't think this explains all of it. I think there's a lot of nuances, but I do think this is a piece of the puzzle that I don't think many men find worthiness in them own, their own selves to stand up for what they want. They exist in a permanent state of unhappiness and they pass that along to others. You have to go back and watch her video. It's very, very good. So basically in the video, she's saying um, that um, men will break. I think that was interesting. She's the first woman who we've come across that has empathized with men and talks about men existing in a permanent state of unhappiness and how men are being exploited for their resources. It was She's the first woman who we've listened to that has highlighted why, the why behind, you know, maybe you know, why men operate in the way in which they do. And I found that to be very interesting and a little bit refreshing. 
uh, because some, so many of these women seem to be coming from such a strong feminist standpoint. So I just wanted to call call out to that. Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting too, because she did um, say, you know, like men actually go through their own um, things, but we don't really give them credence for the things that they go through on a daily basis. And um, when they're walking around with the world on their shoulder, we just sit there like, oh, you'll be fine. Like, la, 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 whatever. Uh-huh. And that's not necessarily fair either. So I, I think she did bring up a good point with that. What do you think about women not knowing men? Because I find this to be interesting. Uh, women don't know men just like men don't know women. Yeah, my, my thoughts exactly. Now y'all claim to be experts on us. Know and, and, and to be honest, us. y'all don't know men either. Um, y'all have a thought process about men, but y'all haven't seen men in certain in aspects. Mm-hmm. just like we don't know you know how we try to give women the benefit of the doubt we don't yeah. see a lot of aspects of women that men see does that make sense yeah you don't be giving them the benefit of the doubt but let me tell you this i will say this women i, I think that women are more vulnerable with other women so I, I will agree that we we are still at a deficit regarding how in depth we know women, but women are are more apt to be vulnerable with other women. Women may not care about the fact that you're gonna see me crying and that I'm gonna tell you about the fact that I did all this wild stuff to 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 him or with him or for him and now he dogs me out whereas a man is that's that's not manly so i ain't necessarily gonna share that with nobody so i do think that you know although there's a deficit that the deficit for a man to know a man I in um in relationship or as it relates to how men operate in relationship is greater than that between women in my personal opinion. Okay. Um I'm thinking about all my friends and some of all my friends, but my friends are pretty uh transparent about mm-hmm. a lot of the shit that they do and we've been pretty transparent but because most of my friends I've had for decades. Mm-hmm. And we're we've been pretty transparent. Um, everybody comes with their set of shit, and what it always seems like when I come across these videos, um, especially like the channel that I was on today, my head was about to explode because women talk about how all powerful they are how smart they are how they can do this this that and the third um and then when it comes down to being a victim in any way shape form or fashion they are gonna run straight to the victimhood and i almost feel like it's a uh, manipulation tactic versus what the hell is really going on to say that you've been married to someone and you never benefited from that relationship i think it's disingenuous i think it really uh distorts a view of a relationship now a man may not be doing enough but to say that a man just came home um put his dirty boots on top of your coffee table and fucked you every two weeks 
is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I just think it's crazy. I, I agree with that. And I don't necessarily hear women saying that there's never been a benefit in the relationship, but some women feel that the that the that the benefit is not great enough. That that the that the that you know there is a um more of a deficit than anything and as a result that it, it it's not worth it to them so i don't hear women say and no and i do think you know to your earlier point that there has to be some accountability you enter the relationship oftentimes there were red flags that you saw before you married him and then you married him and you had not one kid but you had three kids with him when he was using weaponizing competence from the get-go he wasn't attentive to the first child he didn't want to change diapers with them so there you're right you do you are right and i did i need to acknowledge that in regards to there needing to be some accountability on the woman um but i do think that for some women they might look at their situation and say like and, and i don't blame a woman like i like real real talk i don't blame a woman for looking around at her situation and saying damn this is my life and 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 waking up uh on year nine day uh 58 is far better than waking up uh, on year 19 day 10 you know what i mean like yeah you stayed in it nine years too long but so what you know today is the day that you say no more and that's okay too we all f up yeah i i look at that i just think that when you notice that you're starting to have problems mm -hmm. and then understanding how to communicate with your man, understanding who your man is. If your man isn't a, like, it, it was some, some um clips that I seen where the man didn't get her anything for Mother's Day. And it was other women having to pick up the slack and the yeah. um boyfriend didn't get, like, I'm sitting there, they forgot the anniversary. And he oh. forgot the anniversary again. Yes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Certain things is like human era. Certain things men aren't gonna uh, uh, remember. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like certain things don't be that deep to me, but I don't know. Um, but you, yeah, but you know I what do. though? You know, I'm going. I'm I'm sitting here front like a. Motherfucker. I was about to say because I'm sitting here yeah. front like a motherfucker. Right. Certain things do be deep to me, exactly. but but I'm very communicative about right, okay. what it is that i want and i understand who my husband is for the for for a lot of degrees because i think we're still very brand new mm -hmm. but i understand how to communicate with my husband and to communicate right. what it is that i want so i can get what i need because i typically end up getting what i want if i know how to communicate it mm -hmm. so okay. um and, and it's, it's times where he goes through things and he communicates it to me and i i try my best to make it happen um if he's in need of something so i think it's about understanding who who y'all are as people mm -hmm. and, and then understanding how to communicate um to, in ways to get things that you want because if a man loves you and he truly loves you men are um they try to satisfy and come to their woman's aid and by it's nature to them to want to rescue their woman, want to help their woman, want to save their woman. So when women are talking like this, I'm like, well, damn, did the nigga really like you in the first place? Cause I don't know. It's weird. Right.
break women down to a point where she's miserable, but not miserable enough to leave with weaponized incompetence. Now, here's my perspective from the outside looking in and me just kind of piecing stuff together. From my observation, I don't believe that men consciously and purposefully do that to women. What I think happens is men do that to women because they do that to themselves. I think that men, whether conscious or unconscious, have this thing in their head that once you get married and once you are in a long-term relationship, there is a level of misery that you are going to have to tolerate. So when their women come to them and talk about how unhappy they are and how unfulfilled they are, they can't grasp it because to them, I'm miserable and unhappy too. And this is just what we do in relationships. This is part of it. Now let's talk this through. So if you've got men going into a relationship expecting a certain level of unhappiness, and you got a bunch of women that have been told once you get into a marriage, you'll all of a sudden be happy, conflict. Both folks have two different expectations of what's gonna happen. That's why a lot of men get complacent in relationships. They will be with a woman for decades and barely like her because to them, this is what they were expecting once they got married. The nurse was married before. And Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm when you entered your current um marriage relationship did you expect a level of unhappiness no do you think your husband expected a level of unhappiness uh no he wouldn't have married me <laughs> uh, uh he's not the type he's not the type like to settle for being unhappy he will be like ah I'm telling you, he's he's a character, but um, um, no, uh, we we enjoy each other's company. Like whether we doing a puzzle together, like literally, we have conversations about the sun, the stars, the quasars. Um, literally, we talk about um, milk thistle. We can be talking about um you know he literally has all kinds of little um herbs that he's growing around the house with these little lamps and stuff so we could be talking about the herbs he's growing or black seed or chlorophyll or we literally could talk about anything under the sun and it is interesting so I, it's I, I don't expect unhappiness like i'm gonna tell you something because i um care about him um there aren't times where I'm really unhappy in the relationship. Be, be, and I say that, and now listen to me, because I'm not setting a false expectation. What I mean by that is, is that, that I'm not saying that we don't have disagreements. What I'm saying is that our disagreements don't last because I care about his feelings and I don't like unresolved issues. Like I want, because I don't want there to be tension between us, I want to get over whatever is, um, you know, whatever unresolved issues we have as quickly as possible so things can get back to normal. So I can joke with him. So I can show him this TikTok. So I can show him what craziness I just saw. So I can ask him a question. So I can, like, it, it, it's too, it, it, there's, it's only us two here. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want, like, there to be tension or walking around or laying in the bed next to him, but turning my back on him. So, um, yeah, and like, you know, getting along with him and, 
and you know um having a a a a, a being things being copacetic <laughs> is is very important okay okay what about you did you expect was that your expectation i expect us to be human so i expect us to go through a full range of emotions while in a relationship and <laughs> I think that you're going to have days where, um, okay, I'll give y'all a prime example. Mm -hmm. I turn into another person around my time, just a whole nother fucking person. Okay. Okay. And it's funny because when I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just different. <laughs> and he didn't see that. And I'm just a bit... <laughs> yeah, can I put the hormones it? are like doing crazy things. Yeah. And so... I'm a little snappy, like a little snappy turtle. Like I ain't gonna bite you yeah. too hard, but you yeah, gonna get snippy, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm snippy. That is the perfect word because that's exactly how he describes. He says, "You oh, you real snippy." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hurry up. So, um, never mind. <laughs> but <laughs> right. it's like um, when he has a lot going on and he's not able to enjoy himself. He gets a bit snippy. Now, neither I think both of us are very happy-go-lucky people. So there are not a lot of times where we're just sitting around mad yeah. and, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just angry exactly. and shit. But you're going to go through the range of emotions. Um, right. I can't ever recall a time where he was really angry with me. Mm -hmm. No, that's a lie. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> No, maybe we've not had, not we've had some arguments we've had two yes and one was like bad i was like i'm leaving so it was like and this was when we were dating like not when we you know, like in the beginning of our relationship so <laughs> and, and i've learned like since this is when we were still get learning each other to be completely honest yeah and so that's not to say like i said we don't have disagreements but even today i told him i said oh babe you a little snippy with me and the thing was i moved the relish <laughs> And so I moved the relish in the cabin. He had just bought two things of relish and I went grocery shopping and he's like, was calling me, asking me where the relish was while I'm cutting videos for the show. And I was like, it's under there. And he's like, oh, you moved it. I put it where I can easily access it. And we're kind of going back and forth about that. And he was like, you know, why are you getting, you know, tested? I'm like, babe, I wasn't. So I wanted to clarify because like, like I know sometimes I, I didn't recognize, but sometimes I come off as, a little um like i'm being tested but my intent is not to so you know we have little like disagreements but i want him to know like that's not my intent and it was e quickly smoothed over so you know yeah we have regular couple fight but disagreements but it's it's typically smoothed over rather quickly because i don't i'm very amiable and you guys don't see that side of me but i don't like the tension i don't want us like i don't want him walking around walking past me not saying nothing every time he walked past me i have to touch my husband and i want to be able to touch him so i don't want the tension what do you do when it's tense um, so a, probably like less than maybe three times it's been like we, we let a, a disagreement go over maybe a day or so. Like in those times, I'm typically, he's a sad, he's not going, if I don't say nothing, he ain't going to say nothing. So I, I know like, I was like, I typically am the one that's like, babe, we need to talk. And so, um, 
one time I took it, the one time that I said that we had a big disagreement when, when we were still getting to know each other, I took him out to dinner to talk because I was like, this was bad. And like, I was like very emotional. And so the other time I'll just be like, okay, babe, let's, let's sit down and talk. And I, I explained where I was coming from. And I was like, okay, let's do it like this. So I often, t- like, let me tell you something for my husband, like I even researched, I was like, okay, because I knew how I felt in the moment with the disagreement. So I typed in what I was feeling and what's the best way to communicate how I was feeling to him. And I used it and I found some videos, two videos that, that hit home and I used it and that, and I said, babe, we need to talk. And I said, okay, I'm going to let you go first and you get everything out. And then I'll response, respond. And I said, let's just focus on the topic at hand, because that was the issue. I was like, it's too many subtopics being introduced. So let's focus on the big topic. And it was some small, but still the big topic. And that's how we handled it. And it was literally less than 24 hours, but it was the next day. And it was our last you know disagreement so that's what i did okay hey. <laughs> uh child me and Curtin got into a, like mm-hmm. so it'd be things that i may not necessarily consider deep or that big of a deal mm-hmm. and so um, and that way I can be very inconsiderate because i think everybody should be on my type of time and it was something I had did and he was like what the hell and I was sitting there like what the hell like what you want to trip for and so um we 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 have we had no we had no conversation that day about a child he was pissy with me I was Uh-oh. pissy and I, I I was pissy because he was pissy and so I was like well if you ain't talking I ain't fucking talking either and I just went on <laughs> so true it's so true mm-hmm. but now there have been times where I have to kind of take a step back and um really do some inventory on myself because in that situation I was wrong um Mm -hmm. when it comes down to somebody telling you about how they feel about something you know the first thing that I want to do is diminish what you feeling and tell you that you shouldn't feel like that and that that ain't you know that's not what it was so why you feel like that and that's not cool um So you're there was work. like, and that's important to me too. Like, if you did something, oftentimes you'll own up to it with me, and that goes so. Like, it ain't even a, an, a, an apology. Like, literally, just saying, "Oh, I, I didn't even." You know what? You're right, and I'd be like, "That, that goes so far with me." So yeah, far. but in in the thing with him too, it goes far with him because I will mm-hmm. come and say, like, if I'm wrong about something, um, I don't. We don't like being mad at each other anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know that sucks. Um, yeah. because it shifts the energy in the house, um, all that it, it definitely will shift the energy in the house, but mm-hmm. um like being able to you go still cook and him dinner if you if if you mad at him, like will you still cook him dinner and serve him his plate and stuff? Yeah, I would, but the craziest thing is is we've never had an we may have had one argument in the daytime, and that uh, shit did maybe two, maybe two they never go past dinner like okay, the ones okay. that we've had in the daytime <laughs> yeah they never gone past dinner okay. never um now the ones that we've had at night and I, I would say it's maybe about one or two that we've had at night 
and they'll carry on to maybe like the next morning but mm -hmm. you know the next morning it's like i'm gonna give you a chance to sleep on it i'm sleep on it and when we're both in a better space then we'll come mm -hmm. back and communicate and talk about it but we ain't like i don't like a lot of fighting and shit like i don't, right. I don't right. like doing all that and mm -hmm. you know i feel like as long as i haven't been violated or he hadn't been violated in a certain way that it's not too much that we can't get past or exactly. it's not going to be too much we ain't going to get over exactly so yeah okay hold on child we got to wrap this shit up i'm ready to go yeah he i mean he, that when his ex-wife initially filed for divorce okay. he was shocked he knew that they were having problems and that they had some issues going on but never to the point where divorce was needed then he stated, fast forward, past the divorce, back to regular life. He sat and reflected and he realized he was very unhappy in the marriage too. But while he was in it, he didn't know how unhappy he was. Even with that being said, he stated, if she had not filed for divorce, he'd still be married to her to this day. Why? He was at a tolerable level of permanent unhappiness. It's why you can't get a man to break up with you. It's why a man would rather cheat than get a divorce. It's why men get real complacent in relationships. I honestly believe that a lot of men have been taught, or I don't know if it's their DNA or their makeup or whatever, that being unhappy and being miserable in a relationship is part of it. It's just, this is what I signed up for. Isn't that sad? Oh, that's so sad. Um, I want to play something very quick. It's 30 seconds, and it's actually a man speaking to what she just said, and he's going to give his take, and it ties directly into what she just said, and it's 30 seconds, and I guess we can go out with this. Let's see. A man won't leave a marriage if they're unhappy. I've been asked this question a lot from women, and here's the honest truth coming from a man who once was in an unhappy marriage. Number one, we love our children. We would sacrifice our happiness any day of the week just to be near our kids and tuck them into bed. Another reason is they know that they'll be financially ruined if they leave. Even if they were the world's greatest husband, most courts would deem the benefits of the divorce to the ex-spouse by giving her alimony or child support, leaving him in a dire financial situation, which he will be crippled for the next five to 18 years. And last, truthfully, deep down, we still love our wives and we want things to be better. I found that to be interesting because, like I said, I do think a lot of men, I think men are least likely to pull the trigger. And I think that's yep. really and honestly why the divorce rates are, I think that they're influenced by women so strongly because men are less likely to leave. They'll stay in a miserable marriage. They'll stay in a marriage where they're unhappy. I've seen men stay married yep. to a woman that they're separated from for 10, 15 years. Yep. You know, like I've seen men pass away and the woman stay married to them because they know they got a pension they know they got you know whatever benefits oh, and the true. man will never go uh initiate the divorce that is true as hell 
Um, but a lot of men do kind of accept that you're going to have ups and downs in a relationship. I think it's women that kind of go into it thinking like, oh, once I get married, everything is going to change and everything is going to be great. And we're not going to have anything going wrong. It's just going to be great, 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 great. And then the real shit sets in. That nigga done left them drawers on the floor for the umpteenth time. He done cooked and cleaned and washed the goddamn pots. Every time he tried to help, he done left all kind of shit over the goddamn kitchen making more work for you then you having to go to work you have to come home from work it's fucking clothes all over the goddamn like it's a lot of shit that goes on that women be like hella dissatisfied with Mm -hmm. um but kind of go into it like with this fairy tale thought process oh we're gonna have a maid and a butler and i'm not gonna have to do anything but just sit around and be pretty and get my nails done and that's not how this shit works and <laughs> i'll be looking at it, i'll be like damn y'all be going and and not to say that you're gonna work like a slave mm-hmm. like you have women trying to demonize marriage like you're gonna be working like a slave um Every time you turn around, you cook and clean, you can suck and you ain't got shit to show for it. That's not the case either. I I think that um, marriage requires work from both partners in order for it to be healthy and successful. But I think women have to uh, be realistic in their expectations, be realistic about who it is that they're married to or who they're dealing with Mm -hmm. and do an assessment from there. If you get married to a man later on in life, rarely do these men change. A lot of times they're set in their Ooh, ways, but you have to kind of see um, exactly who you're dealing with and what you're dealing with. And yeah. a lot of people don't necessarily know how to vet or even just knowing where your partner comes from and knowing the type of environments that your partner has been in will shape. That's going to shape that person's view on relationships and marriage and how they'll end up doing some things down the line but you people need to see certain aspects to uh kind of gain a, a knowledge a, about yeah. their partners and stuff but i think a lot of women go into it blind and mm-hmm. on some fairy tale shit i think men go oh. into it thinking like okay every day i'm not gonna be happy sometimes it's gonna be some bullshit we're gonna have family time we're gonna have sex we're gonna have a good time every now and then but it's going to be some bullshit in the process. And I think women go into it with a much higher expectation. So I, I, don't, I, I do think women have a higher expectation. I do think that women are less likely to be fulfilled. But to be completely honest, I, I don't like it's uh, from what I see. This isn't like these aren't examples of women walking away because, you know, someone left their shoes by the door. Like a lot of this stuff is pretty extreme. And a lot of it um, from what I can see, like videos that I've seen, like these are women complaining about, you know, saying that they've been begging for help or they have been vocal or they have told their husbands how, you know, they're dealing with postpartum or like the, I've seen videos of women that have two autistic kids and the husband ain't working because he lost his job, but they still got to come home from work and the kids have destroyed the house and they still have to clean and cook and, you know, do all the things and they're holding down the fort. I've seen videos of women who like the video where there was a 
video that went viral where a woman, she was working um, uh, 10 hour days, six days in a row. And I think her husband is a school teacher, but he does not work over the summers. And they have four kids and literally house is a disgusting mess when she come home. Like, come on. Like, and he's saying, I can't watch the kids and keep the house clean. Like some of it is like, okay, like I need you to, like, this is a partnership. And I feel like I am the only person that is involved in the relationship. I feel like you've checked out and, and some of it is unfair. Like they, these aren't like trivial issues from what I can see, because personally I wouldn't tolerate it, but I wouldn't have tolerated it from jump also, because what it shows a lot of times is nastiness and neglect, two things that I would not deal with. Like these women are saying like, just to shower, you know, I have a new baby and a new baby is stressful. They don't know what the man is going to be like as a father. You don't like, that's something that I, I will typically allow grace for, because you don't know what yeah. a man is going to be like as a father, if he has no kids. So, you know, these are women that, you know, are dealing with postpartum or just had a baby and, you know, maybe yeah. the baby is yeah, that's no they, joke. Yeah. And they Funny. ask the man to hold the baby while they shower and before they even finish with the shower the man is coming into the bathroom handing them the baby back or you know the man is doing something doing something crazy you know to the baby so he could play his video game because he don't want his game interrupted and stuff like that like some of it is just like come on like be for real i need you to 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 opt into this relationship to be an actual active partner too so some of it is like okay like i know that i wouldn't settle for it i know i wouldn't deal with it but I, like i said i also wouldn't have dealt with it for one day um i went through a uh, postpartum with my son so um yeah it was bad um so like when solomon was first born i was breastfeeding and you know after your six weeks you have to go back to work mm -hmm. well solomon's father um had lost his job uh right when we had the baby so we was living together he was actually staying with me never mind um but when we, you know, had the baby breastfeeding, then I had to go back to work and then he would be at home. So Solomon wasn't in daycare for maybe about six to eight months of his life um, before he was uh, put in daycare. But it was just like when I would go to work, I would come home um, at one point. It started off good. You know, the house would be clean. He may have had dinner or some shit ready when I came home. And then that shit went downhill. Like I go to work, I come home, the house is a wreck. Then I got to get the baby. Then I'm tired. So um, by that point, I had stopped breastfeeding because I was too tired for all that shit. Um, but it, you know, it took a while. Um, but it was like, I, I can't deal with this shit. And then he was unhappy and miserable um, mm -hmm. in that situation because he was used to doing his thing so right. when we got into you know the back and forth honey that that shit went boy, went south real quick because i was like i ain't gonna put up with this shit i could do this on my own and see and that's my thing and like so those situations like i feel like that is extreme when it comes to the health and safety of my child and like me trying to also like as like you you're literally your your hormones can take anywhere from two to seven years to recalibrate after having a child i need you to support me like i need your support fully in that in that during that that time frame but also aside from that like i'm not i do think that some of these people overuse like i said that term 
weaponizing competence. I'm not punishing my husband like for for getting dates. Like my husband, he's not the best with dates, but you know what he do? He put them in his phone. And and I don't I don't try to trick my husband. Like why would I make myself miserable? You know how those women be like, um, oh today sweetest day. I'm gonna see if he remember. Like I'm gonna be like, babe, a, a week before the end, two weeks before the end. What you give me for sweetest day? Why why am I gonna make myself mad on 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 this holiday that is important to me by trying to see if you remember? I'm gonna tell Girl, you the shit test to be fucking like, real. Dude, like that's that's silliness to me. Like I I ain't about to upset myself, baby. I want my gift on the day. So let me talk about it two weeks beforehand, so you know, so I can uh, set the expectation. Like why do that? I, I don't believe in doing that. You but also have brought too, up a great point. That's the best point yeah. you brought up the whole show. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Some of these women be like, okay, well they can they can they remember you know uh, their their friend's birthday or they remember when Madden 2K come. Out. And for me, I was like, my ex, he played video games. I knew when the Madden games was coming out and I've never played a video game, ain't interested in sport. I kept up with things that were important to him. So they feel like if I'm keeping up with things that are important to you, or you can keep up with other dates that are important to you, why can't you keep up with the date that is important to me? I, I understand all that, but I'm not setting myself up to be upset on my special day. Girl, you said a word then because... You would be sitting there mad as hell and homeboy running off into the goddamn sunset. Um, yeah, just as like, exciting. Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna go out and get some air. Right. <laughs> like, um, no, I don't set myself up like that either. And I think if y'all keep a couple's calendar, um, and them damn notifications pop up, I think it's a different day and time. But um, like not having your anniversary on the calendar or not dropping hints about some shit you may want. It's yeah. almost like a motherfucker scared to open their mouth, but they ain't scared to blast these things. <laughs> I don't know. It just gets to be weird to me because I'm like, so homeboy then forgot y'all anniversary three years in a row, bitch, and you ain't said nothing. Girl, he don't feel you he ain't even trying. And you mad as a mother throwing his stuff out, cussing him out on your anniversary, just sitting there pissed. Girl, please. Yeah, and like it. I said, to me, a lot of this shit is like, baby, if you had a said something or you had to take an action, um, because okay, don't give me a Valentine, don't give me a gift on our anniversary. I bet I get something that you weren't gonna buy. Mm. <laughs> mm. Figure it out. I'm not doing it. I just refuse. Like, I, I I think it's ridiculous. I, I really mm -hmm. I really think it's ridiculous. But they'll uh, and not to say they don't communicate these things to their husband. But what would make I a man so? I think they be trying to set them up. I think it's more so of a setup. But then, if you have communicated with your husband that you have that you want something for this day, and your husband still shows up empty-handed. And he continues not to show up for you. Right. Then, I, like I said, I think that's some time for you to evaluate and see yeah. where the hell some things lie. Because Agreed. you ain't doing no real fucking evaluation. And you just sitting there crying and shit. I really don't know what the fuck to tell you. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to be like, girl, stay. I'm going to tell you what my mama told me. Stay, girl. Have you a good time. Love it. Enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Be happy in it. Because like I said, mm -hmm. when you when you ready to go. No goddamn thing yeah. nobody will be able to tell you, you when you sick of that shit. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. y'all. 
this was a good conversation. Very, I enjoyed it. It was really, really good. Had a lot more content, but I don't know where everybody is. And y'all certainly playing with the super chat. So three hours. Girl, they ain't well, even playing enough. with it, child. They was like, uh -huh. figure it out. Three y'all. But um, I think, you know, three hours to talk about this topic was more than enough. So definitely enjoyed it. Thank you to those who did give us a super chat. And thank you to the chat. Thank you to those of y'all who did show up and support us. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, just know I ain't coming next week. Mm. She'll be here. We got some things in the pipe. So y'all be here too. Child, they better get their shit together. Anyway, a shout out to y'all who came through. We appreciate it. Um, I had thought about talking about BGS and uh, MLT and all of that stuff, honey, because they own um, our YouTube daddy ass and y'all need to stop bothering him. He gonna do his goddamn content. Y'all need to figure this shit out. And if he wanna lead the niggas back to the hoes that they supposedly don't want, let them. What y'all gonna do about it? We're going to mm. talk about it Sunday because I want to mm. I meant to talk about envy and um, Rick Ross, child. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> envy, old. That's all right. Waterhead ass. Next time. <laughs> okay. That man said you need to show your titties concrete and you will get more super chats. You know I Good absolutely you. agree dealing the real. I've been trying You're to get a show. <laughs> Good night. <sighs> ah, okay um hit the damn like button all three of y'all hit the like button mm -hmm. i would tell y'all to share the video but y'all ain't gonna share it y'all barely hit the goddamn like but y'all some goddamn haters and i'm sick of it that part mm. we holler at y'all on sunday i gotta go it's past 10 o'clock bye y'all